The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. He would throw all of them under the bus. Both of his sons, it's already been stated and reported that he would throw Don Jr. under the bus first before he'd throw Ivanka on the bus, uh, under the bus. And so, I, I, you know, because he's always had that infatuation with that, little, with that young lady, and it's really sad. Those teams can't be held accountable to anybody else but themselves. So until they get sued that they break up the NFL in an in a antitrust kind of way, then nothing's going to happen. So they do everything at all costs to not have discovery. He never spoke out against Trump. And, and Trump has been touting that same line that Pence could have done this, Pence could have done that. He is, not, he is not lightened up on that. He's been saying that since the beginning, and he's still going after Pence, and he's still saying this stuff. Why is Pence doing this now? You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is January 8th, 2023, and welcome to a brand new year, and welcome into the serious side. I'm Jay Ryle. Well, I tell you what, it's been a minute since we've been around here, so we have to knock off some cobwebs. I'm looking around. I'm trying to figure things out. It has been a very long time. So let's do this. Let's get right into it. Let me introduce you to the people you haven't heard from in months. My big sis is in the house. Good morning, Miss Vanessa. How are you on this beautiful Sunday? And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is so good to be back on the show and talk oh to everybody, it re- really, really, and it's so good to hear your voice, and I can't wait to hear everybody else. I'm just glad to be here. I don't know how beautiful it is. I didn't sleep well, Jay. I had thunder and lightning coming through my window, and I got blackout curtains. But uh, Oh, yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty bad, pretty bad. But I'm glad to yeah. be here, and happy year, and I'm just grateful to God that I made it another year. Absolutely. We all are. Let's uh, bring in our, our uh, other brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Man, good morning, man. Happy New Year to you, man, and welcome back. <laughs> well, happy, happy, happy New Year to you, and good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and good morning, Vanessa, good morning, Kathleen, good morning, Rich Sister, good morning, Mama B, good morning, Mary Adam Music, and good morning, my brother Hulk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. And don't forget uh, Real Delia. Oh, ball man. Good morning, Real Delia. <laughs> Good morning, Real Delia. Oh, my God. What a wonderful day. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We're back. And i tell you something now. You know us. We like to be honest with people. What I tell you, I sat down there. Everything has been off since our last show. And I can't remember 
the last time we were on live. I want to say December 9th, but I don't know if that's true or not. But my goodness, mm. so I'm trying to crank everything up and, you know, things are not working right, things are not where they're supposed to be. I'm like, what is going on around here? So this is the getting our sea legs back under a show. Uh, but, my God, I hope everyone had a wonderful uh, holiday season. I hope that, uh, you know, all your New Year's dreams and wishes and resolutions will come true for you in 2023. I hope that 2022 uh, ended with you being safe, and I hope that uh, our listenership was the same as it was uh, last year, which means I hope everyone is still you know, uh, safe and sound, and if we have listeners who have passed on, condolences to their families. But I tell you, it's been a minute since we've been on the air, and a lot has changed. And so what better way than to start this show with uh, a Sunday morning roundtable? Because so much happened while we were gone. And it's like, where do we start? What do we talk about? So much has happened in the past week. So even if we were still on the air on a regular basis, trust me, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, just so much. So before we do that, though, let's, uh, let's get everybody caught up. So, Miss Vanessa, big sis, talk to us. How was the holiday season for you? And, and uh, you know, talk to us. What's going on? What's been happening? What have you been doing since the last time we were live Live, live, all the way live. Don't even have to walk. Don't even have to drive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I, you know me. You know who. You know Bobby. Well, and I love. We love cruising. Mm-hmm. We love getting on the ship. But uh, let me tell you, I celebrated um, November thirtieth, my sixtieth uh-huh. birthday, and oh, yeah. I'm so grateful to God that I was able to do that. And people say, well, that ain't a big deal. It is when your daddy had a heart attack in his 50s and died, and your brothers died in their 40s. So um, it's six years big deal. And so I'm just so grateful. And if y'all didn't see the pictures, my God, when I tell you that cruise was amazing. I ain't never seen black people speak Dutch. It was amazing. <laughs> Amazing. That's great wow, we know we you were cruising. Well, we knew you were cruising. Aruba is gorgeous. Aruba is gorgeous. Toronto. Oh, Bobby and I just been cruising and uh, trying to stay out of trouble. And, and I can't wait to hear my top again because mine is the flu. Okay. Okay. All righty. Good job for you. What about you, Mr. Elias, man? What have you been up to, man, since we were last on the air? Uh, what I've been up to is trying to put a rental property back together <laughs> and, um, this guy. you know, just working out, man, trying to keep it healthy, man. That's it, you know. That's what you're supposed to do, man. You know, eat your right, you know, working out. What do you mean working out? What do you mean working out? You mean, like, working out, working out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, working out, working out. Oh, okay. I go, but that's I go why to Planet Fitness. <laughs> I go to Planet Fitness in the mornings, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. I get up. So is that a new? Yeah. So is that a New Year's resolution, or is that just uh, what's going on with that? Well, I've been doing that, man, since uh, since it got cold here. Usually, I used to go out. I used to do two or three mile walks outside, but since it got cold here. I just go to Planet Fitness in the morning and do my thing, man. I mean, I was oh, okay. in my retirement because right before we got off the air, 
less retired. He retired in May or whatever it was. I mean, September or August. But I still just... Yeah, so yeah, he retired in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, but how have... What have you been doing with all of that time? Working out? Traveling. Working out and traveling. Traveling. I've done a lot of traveling. That's awesome. I'm going to do a lot. I'm do a lot more too this year. I'm supposed to go in February. Well, in a couple of weeks, I'm supposed to go to North Carolina to my, stay with my niece because I haven't seen her in a minute. And then right after that, I'm supposed to go to Jamaica for a month. You better go ahead, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wow. Well, 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 I don't have that type of exciting news. I guess I just been kind of doing my thing. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, fabulous happening on this end of the earth, uh, you know. Just, uh, just, just, you know, going to kids' uh, uh, basketball games and uh, you know, doing the type of thing. I did make a trip up north uh, one time. Uh, was able to spend some quality time with my mother. Uh, can't wait till she's here. Uh, the plan is for her to be here in March for the whole month, and my brother is going to be in the house as well. So uh, yeah, so we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay, you got the better deal. Because I got the better deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have a mother. I don't have a mother. Mm -hmm. I haven't had. I mean, you you got to spend time with your mom. If I if I had to give up everything I've been doing since COVID with COVID and going to different countries and all of that, versus seeing my mother, oh hallelujah! I would I would give it all up to go and spend some time with my mother. So you got mm-hmm. the better deal, Jay Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, also, uh, during this time period, lost some classmates uh, during this time period, and I just want to send out my condolences to the class of uh, 1982. Uh, a lot has happened. A dear friend of me and Mr. Elias has had a stroke. Looks like he's recovering. Hopefully he's on the right track, Mr. Elias, uh, with uh, Mr. Battle. Uh, but just, uh, yeah. I mean, just so much. And then we've lost celebrities and, you know, all this happened since we've been on the air. And uh, since we've been off the air, I should say. And, you know, there's no way we're going to catch all that up in a two-hour show today. But, you know, it's just I wanted to mention some of these things just to make sure. We were in tune the whole time. We just had to, you know, take care of some things. But I want to say thank you to the audience for tuning in every week. So maybe to you all, it doesn't feel like we've been gone because there have been rewind shows. Hopefully you've joined, enjoyed some of the classic ones we've uh, put out for you and then some of the most recent ones. So we've been, we've had a presence, Mr. Elias, but we just weren't here live. That's for sure. You know, I, I, I called in on some of the shows to listen, and when I, when I heard Princess Odilia on one of those, I was like, wow, what a blast from the past. I, I I forgot she was on even on the Sunday morning shows. So yeah. I did too. Mm. I did too. You're mm. right about that. I did too. And, and you know, it's interesting. You mentioned Princess Odelia. Princess Odelia, uh, for those who may be recent listeners, has been a member of our family for so long. She disappeared for a minute off social media, but I'm seeing that she's starting to. And I don't hang out on social media that much, but it looks like she is starting to. Uh, Rise from the from the phoenix. 
genius cooking uh, plotting because she is, uh, you know, I'm starting to see her more and more and more, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this a repeat of, of uh, 2020, 20, uh, 2010, 20, you know, 11, 12, the good old days of the TJRS radio network? <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I say, okay, what is she up to? She's showing up too much, so maybe she's trying to get back out there. And uh, which is good. I mean, you know, we we miss her, and uh, we think I need, we need to reach out to her and see can we get her on the show just to be able to keep, catch up with her and see what she's doing. She's in Atlanta now, I think, uh, married. Uh, uh-huh. So who knows, man? She already had kids. I'm pretty sure her old buddy ain't trying to have no new kids. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll reach out to Princess Up there and have her have her come on and say hello because uh, you know she's a part of this history of this show and. You know, we've been on the air since 2009 in some type of capacity. So a lot of personalities have rolled to the TGRS radio network. And, you know, and we are still in contact with most of them. So it's been a good thing. All right. You know, we usually wrap your clap during this portion of the show. And like I said at the top, uh, we usually lead off with a prayer. But, you know, when I turned the machines on, they were cranking and squeaking and squeaking and cranking. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to get a show off today? So we're playing it by ear. But, you know, we usually rap and clap during this portion of the show. And, you know, Ms. Elias, as I was preparing for today's show, I said, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of videos out there, and I know you've probably seen them as well, of women talking crazy to men on subways and restaurants and black women, I should add. And... You know, the man displays restraint until the woman either spits on him or slaps him, and then they beat the hell out of the woman. And then all of a sudden, everybody's on the man saying, you know, don't be hitting her, she's a girl. Give me your thoughts on that, man, because I saw one in, in particular where it was this, you know, these, uh, I guess they were lesbians. You know, there was the female, and then there was the one that's the dude, the butch, or whatever they call him. And so she was talking nonsense to the guy behind the counter. And so she threw fries in his face, spit on this, she slapped him. Then she commits Mr. Elias to jump over the counter to beat this man's behind. And then that man, real, until she realized that that's a real dude, and he starts beating her ass from one side to the french fries to the other side of the french fries. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everybody in the store is like, stop hitting her, stop hitting her. And so I was reading some of the comments. So I just want to get y'all's opinion on it. So, Mr. Elias, what do you think about, and I've seen quite a few of these, where women are just, these black women are talking crazy to these black men, and all of a sudden, you know, there was one on the subway in New York, there was one in a uh, Dollar Tree where this woman just jumped on this brother, grabbed him by his dreadlocks, was Smack, smacking him and throwing him to the floor and she was a big old woman and he was a skinny guy but then all of a sudden he just started whooping her ass and everybody grabbed him and started tackling him. What do you think about this thing, man? Well, at, at all costs, man, I think you should walk away. I do. I, I really do. But in some instances, some instances, you can't walk away. So you got to protect yourself, man. You have to protect yourself, but and all that's is when that stuff, when that's cut it, all it is is words. Talking crazy to me, I'm gonna walk away from you because it's not worth me going to jail over. But if you put your hands on me, <laughs> I am going to defend myself. I promise well, you that much. But I'm gonna walk well, away. Each of these I am going Mr. to walk. Elias. 
each of these situations, they put their hands on them. That's that's the reason why I said they put their hands on them. They slapped them. They spit them. They grabbed their hair. They tried to do, yeah. So they put their hands on these men. Did the brothers walk away first, though? Did you? If I'm walking well, away from you, still okay. following me? Let, let, yeah, let I, me I, make I, sure I that I'm absolutely clear with this. They showed restraint the whole time. The guy was working at yeah. McDonald's behind the counter. He walked off. That's the reason why the chick jumped over the counter, because he laid so you know what, I'm done. And he walked off. So that's the reason why the dude, so to speak, jumped over the counter. The one in the subway, the brother just walked. He went to another chair. She followed him over to the chair. And, was, and she spit him and slapped him. The situation uh, with the, the guy in, uh, in uh, the Dollar Tree, that video started with her grabbing his hair. He tried to go and he, she, he, she grabbed him by the hair and pulled him down. So, once again, now that I've clarified this, give me your opinion on those situations. Well, like I said, man, I'm, I, I'm going to defend myself. If you put your hands on me, I'm going to defend myself. I'm not going to let you just keep hitting me. You know, and oh, no my goodness. Am I going to do that whether you man or woman? I'm not going to let you just slap me and beat me down and because you're a woman. If you're a woman and you hit me, I'm going to defend myself. I am. I'm so what does that mean? That well, that what does that mean, Mr. Elias? No, don't listen, man. I have, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in quotes, right? So I have a new quote, and the quote is called, this is an original, it says, the, uh, it says, unfiltered honesty resonates more than the candy-coated truth. So, Mr. Elias, I want, I want you to give me the unfiltered honesty. So, what you going to do, Mr. Elias? I'm going to try to restrain you. And if I can't restrain you, we're going to box. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. We're going to box. If I can't restrain you, then we're going to box. Okay, Mr. Elias, the politically correct answer. Let me turn to the other side of the table before we go to break. Vanessa, give me your opinion on these situations. And if you don't mind, reach out to Bobby Jones, Bobby Jones, too. I don't know if he's listening, but I'd love to know what Bobby Jones thinks as well. So what do you think, Vanessa? Uh, (laughs) No, uh, Bobby, and that was in another part of the house. But okay, um, yes. In Texas, let me say this, and I've oh, been here here 60 years. Yes. Bobby Jones, I need you to listen to this, Per J. I've been in Texas <laughs> for 60 years. You put your hand on <laughs> a black man, you might get away with it with a white man. But you put your hands on a black man in the state of Texas, and y'all know I'm from. I'm getting dressed to go to church. He is gonna whoop your ass. So <laughs> I don't know what you feel about women fighting, uh, women slapping men, and then men hitting them back. Bobby said they taking their they chances when they do that. There you go, Bobby, Bobby Jones. Bobby, Bobby Jones. I mean, I mean, that's all I got to say. Don't you, not, in Texas, they just ain't gonna let you slide. You just no, they're not gonna give you a pass on that one. You gonna get your ass whooped. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I, great time. Well, you, 
Well, you know what? Listen, you are absolutely correct about that. I'm a firm believer in this as well. All of a sudden, you're a dude. You're the dude in the relationship with your woman, and you want to try to show her that, you know, you bad and all this other stuff, and these guys are showing restraint. Now, I'm like Mr. Elias. I'm being honest with you. I don't know what I would do. I think I would try to push her off me or try to find a way to pin her down. I don't think I would well off. Because these dudes just strictly started whooping that ass like they were enough. They was fighting another guy. I don't think I could do that. I think I would, you know, I don't think we would box. I think I would restrain them uh, until order is re- is restored. I, I just can't, I, I just don't see a way of me just beating Jay, a woman down like that. Of, because they have you heard mm-hmm. of Fondren, the, the area of Fondren? Okay, okay. Of course I have. Yeah, of okay. course. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, I, I, I can't do it. I, I, I'm just not the guy just because because we are physically stronger than women, you know? I mean, so for us to, you know, a regular man is stronger than a regular woman. Look at it like that. The, the, the average man doesn't even look at it like I'm stronger than a woman. Let me not slap her. Most of them just say my mama raised me not to put my hands on the woman is what they say. Right. My mama raised exactly. me. Exactly. Well, that's my the same. Yeah, same thing. But, Absolutely. Some folks, honey, that their mama didn't raise them that way because they watched their daddy beat her left, right, and center. So well, all I'm saying is, ladies, take yeah. your yeah. chances. Stop a man, black or white. Uh, but in Texas, you you really taking your life at your own risk here because these men yeah. here are dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous. Dangerous stuff. Don't don't do it. Keep your hands to yourself. And, you know, all you ladies out there that think that you men and all this other stuff, listen, you can be gay as, as, as you want. You can love who you want to love. But keep in mind, when you run into a real joker, you you walking into a real situation. So if you hit that joker, be prepared. Just put your hands up because most brothers don't take it that way. They fight. So, you know, do you, I'm not going to say most brothers. I'll say these younger brothers because these younger brothers have been whooping that tail, boy, lately. All right. It is time for an NPR News update. We'll be right back, Mr. Elias. On the clock, you're listening to the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Haven't said that number in a long time. It's a beautiful Sunday, a little dreary, but it's a beautiful day. Anytime you wake up on the right side of the ground, it's a beautiful day. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. And it's not working. There you go. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Ahead of President Biden's visit to the southern border, hundreds of protesters turned out in El Paso this weekend, expressing anger over the administration's decision to expand the pandemic-era immigration policy known as Title 42. Father Rafael Garcia is the pastor at El Paso's Sacred Heart Church. You have all, all these folks here now that don't know what to do or to and uh, so it's a, real, it's a real drastic situation for them. They're on the streets, mainly. The White House announced last week that asylum seekers from Cuba, Nicaragua, Haiti, and Venezuela will be expelled to Mexico if they enter the U.S. illegally. President Biden is due to stop in El Paso later today on his way to the North American Leaders Summit in Mexico City. Russian President Vladimir Putin announced a unilateral ceasefire for Orthodox Christmas on Friday and Saturday, but the Ukrainian government says it never happened. And here's Tim Mack, has more from central Ukraine. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky wished his citizens a Merry Christmas, but also alleged that, quote, the world was once again able to see today how false any words of any level that sound from Moscow are. 
The Ukrainian military announced that Russia fired nine rockets and conducted three airstrikes on Saturday, when many Ukrainians celebrate Christmas. It also claimed that Russia carried out 40 shelling attacks across Ukraine, leading to wounded and dead civilians. In the central Ukrainian city of Dnipro, air alarms repeatedly sounded throughout the day as families sought to mark the holiday. Tim Mack, NPR News, Dnipro. Russia is vowing to press ahead with the war in Ukraine after ending President Putin's ceasefire. There has been more shelling in the eastern Donbass region, the front line. Ukrainian officials say at least one man was killed. Chinese travelers are preparing for their first Lunar New Year holiday in two years without travel restrictions. And international travelers began entering the country today after Beijing opened sea and land crossings, even as a massive wave of COVID infections spreading across the country. Here's Emily Fang report. For many people, the Lunar New Year holiday week in late January is one of the few chances they get to take time off and travel home and see family. China's transportation ministry said it expected 2 billion people to make trips in the next 40 days. That's about double the number of trips people made last year, when the government was still imposing strict lockdowns and mandatory testing in an effort to keep out COVID. But now, millions of people have been sickened in this latest wave, and public health experts worry that the Lunar New Year travel will spread infections further, from cities to poorly prepared rural areas. Emily Fang, NPR News. Pacific, uh, rather, police in western Germany have arrested an Iranian man suspected of preparing an Islamist-inspired attack using cyanide and the highly toxic poison ricin. He was taken into custody overnight along with another man during a raid. You're listening to NPR News. We'll go back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Happy New Year to you and yours, and welcome back into the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Can't tell you folks how much we miss you while we were gone, but uh, we're back in the house, and uh, as I mentioned, it is the Sunday morning roundtable where our hosts bring their topics to the table. And if you've been following the show. You know that Mr. Elias is on the clock. Mr. Elias, man, what are we talking about for the next segment, sir? Um, you know, I was going to go with uh, the, the uh, young man again, that, that went with the cardiac arrest on, on Monday Night Football, but then the Republicans came on through for me with the, uh, with the dysfunction they had by letting uh, McCarthy go through 15 times before they nominated him Speaker of the House. And, and what he gave up to give that uh, speaker of the house up. And my God, man, he, you know, as I'm trying to read this stuff of all the things he gave up, he has no power whatsoever as he's given up to speak. As he wanted, to, he wanted to speak of the house that bad that he gave up so much stuff, man, that if they don't like him or what he's doing, they can get rid of him. So that's that's where I want to go with this. What he gave up to become Speaker of the House, man, you know, and and he doesn't have. It's like he's just Speaker of the House in name only. As I'm reading some of the stuff that that he gave up, man, that, and that's where I wanted to go with that one on this one, man. But so for all those who don't know, um, there was that Friday night they gave Paul Ryan became Speaker of the House. Uh, oh, and he Paul, 
I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Kevin McCarthy can't speak of the house, and he, and he won by 216 votes, and he had to fight to get them 216 votes, because right before the last, the 14th time, Matt Gates refused to, to give him the vote, and they, and they, they wanted to attack Matt, Matt Gates on the floor, man, it was a, it was a, 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 a congressman that came right after, um, Matt Gates, so, that that's that's where I wanted to go with this one this morning. All right. Well, you know, if you've been uh, if you've been paying attention, our democracy is in peril, and Miss Elias is correct. Kevin McCartney finally became Speaker of the House uh, after he negotiated uh, and gave away the pretty much the farm. I mean, uh, you know, Mr. Yeah. Elias will be able to tell yeah. us uh, some of the things that the negotiations that he made, but the big one is. To me, at least, is that like one member of the House can move to can mm-hmm. set a motion to have the speaker removed. I, I mean, yes. you know, this is a clear display, in my opinion, of someone's ego getting in the way for what's best for the country. Because you know, if mm-hmm. when you were listening and watching this, the one thing you always heard was Kevin McCartney was like, "Well, I I earned this." Well, wait a minute, man. So you're going to sit here and give the people on the far right all this power? They want to be in charge of committees, and yes, you can have anything mm-hmm. you want. So you can get the speaker's gavel? Was it that important to you? Do you know what the next two years is going to be when it comes to chaos in this country? You know, the Republicans mm-hmm. are setting a standard, uh, Vanessa. They're showing you right off the bat that now that they're in power, they can't even – it took them 15 tries to select a, 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 a speaker, and keep in mind, the last time this happened was over 100 years ago, and the main reason why they had problems selecting uh, uh, speakers at that time was due to slavery. You had some speakers who, who, were, who, who believed in slavery, you had some folks who didn't believe in slavery. So it was based on slavery over 100 years ago. Fast forward to 2023, and you have this nonsense. Your thoughts on what's going on with the Republican Party, and now that Kevin McCartney is the Speaker of the House, finally. They would have done anything to make sure that a black man did not get that position because there were two black I don't think it had anything to do with that. I'm just, I don't think I, it had anything to do with that. Oh, it had everything to do with that black guy who was on the Democrat side. I do believe that. I also believe that he felt like he was entitled and that he should have had it. Um, I, I did. I was paying attention to all of that, but when they sent back the first day or the second day and told their families, because their families was there to take pictures and stuff and to see it, go yeah. home and put on your second best outfit. Go back to the hotel and put on your second best <laughs> outfit because they knew they were gonna be there. I said, you know what? This is crazy. But then they need to be other than. But y'all look. Other than one person can get up there and make a motion to get rid of the Speaker of the House. Other people still got to vote for it to happen. But it's just the fact that all the other stuff he gave away, one of the senators made on one of the shows, I don't know, CNN, MSNBC, I don't know, because I was was looking at Fox a little bit, too, to see what they had to say about all of this madness. Um, Is he going to keep his word on a lot of that stuff? Because they already know that he doesn't. Is he going to keep his promises of all the stuff he's given up is what they are worried about? Because they said that he's just a crooked-like person. That's a Trump Yeah, they don't trust him. They don't trust him. They don't trust him. So, you know, 
it is what it is, but it is going to be madness, and it is a shame that the country is being held hostage for egos. So. Well, well, I don't think I'll go back to your first point that you made. I don't think it had anything to do with the black man. They had the majority, so it wouldn't have mattered if it was a white person on the Democratic side. There was no way. It just didn't, you know. That's the reason why you win elections. Why would you win but an election to just six black six Democrats, six Republicans? I think it's six. Six Republicans could have sided with the Democrat guy. Why? What's the yeah, purpose of that, all- though? I mean, for what? I mean, you know, you have to think about the big picture, Vanessa. If we won the House as Republicans, why the hell would we put a Democratic speaker uh, in charge? That defeats the purpose of winning the House. Well, they kind of was getting right. sick of him. Did you, notice, did you notice that the other black guy on the Republican side, people <laughs> gave him Thornton's vote? Because Donald, they were just Donald, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I well, don't know. I mean, those were protest votes. That's like when someone go and, and vote for, you know, put someone else's name on the ballot for president. I mean, they're just disgusted with who, who the options are. And so instead of, you know, selecting either one, they just select someone else, which is a vote really against who they really don't want to have the, the seat in the first place. Um, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen with that. You know, they were it's talking a lot turmoil. of crap. It's gonna be well, turmoil. that's what I'm saying. Well, but it goes back to what we've always talked about on your show. I mean, the American public's not paying attention to this type of stuff. So that's why Republicans can do the things that they do. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's paying attention to any of this stuff. I guarantee you, you can ask, you know, I don't think so. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. Well, I, I, think, I think some people were paying attention to it because it was, it was flashing across the news quite often. You know, and I, I think, think so. some people are paying attention to it. I, I do. I do. If you ask the, you know, maybe the younger generation, maybe they won't know, but a lot of people, I, you know, yeah, I, I think people are paying attention to it. And, 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 and look, man, look, this, this guy, he just, it, it, it was that important to him. And then, and then you had Donald come up and say, well, you know, it was wrong for Nancy Pelosi to, to not be able to, to be held accountable. See what we want to do is hold him accountable. And if you don't, what 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 are you saying is we don't. If you don't dance and shuck and jive and tap dance the way we want to, we're gonna get rid of you. And that's wrong. Well, that's wrong. That, well, he per- should be allowed to do that job if he's gonna do the job. And if he and if and if I gotta walk on the eggshells and do a job, I don't want it. I don't want it. Well, you're not it's Kevin McCarthy. You're not Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. See, see, listen. This is a long. This is a long history. Go back and think about it. Remember the young guns during the Obama administration? It was him. Uh, it was, uh, what's the guy? I can see him, but I can't remember his name. He has dark hair with glasses, the wire glasses. They actually voted his ass out. Uh, Paul Ryan oh. had a list of these young Republicans that were the young guns, and the only one left standing is Kevin McCarthy. It's just, you know, maybe they are paying attention to a certain degree, but the reason why I'm just not as uh, – optimistic as you are uh, because they still gave him the house and make it so bad the most democratic state in the union is the one that really put him over you know to me it was New York and California that really they wanted well, to be there well you're talking about old boy well that's true well that's true that's true that you're right I mean that's the overall thing here is that they do this yeah. 
and 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 that's the only way they can win. Uh, you know, but but I, once again, man, it's just to me when you sit back and look at this stuff, you know, whoever gets the most votes should win. I mean, I don't get it, and and it's like. I understand that they're trying to make sure that the people who don't have, you know, like, for example, if you're going to always have 200,000 people in one city or one county and you're only going to have, you know, 25 people in another county, the reason why they have these things in place is to make sure that the underrepresented, the under, the underrepresented is represented. So you want to make sure those people have a voice too. But it gets to the point, in my opinion at least, where now those people – you know, if you have 100,000, you know, we talk about this all the time on the show, how President Obama, and I even think President Biden, uh, they want all the major metropolitan cities in Texas, but they still lost the state. How is that even possible? You know why? Because sure. they give these small, well, they give these small rural, we're talking about presidential elections, they give these small rural counties just as much power and say as some of these big metropolises. And it's like, you know, come on. I mean, you have Houston, the fourth largest city in the nation. You have Dallas. You have Austin. You know, you, you have San Antonio. And we're talking a lot of folks. I think there are more people in Houston there than there are in some of these surrounding counties. And But, good God, you still lose the state? How is that even possible? But, you know, that's just the way our democracy runs. And until Vanessa... They figure out a way to get some of these clowns out of office who's been in clowns. You know, let me ask you guys this, because I was thinking about this, too. When you talk about continuity of the government, right, you have a lot of people who have been there for years. I mean, what type of government would we have if we changed members every eight years? Do you see that there may be the possibility of some disruption in government? Does it make sense to continue to have unlimited terms for senators and congresspeople, or should we be looking at the same thing that we require of our president? You get two four-year terms, and then you're out. I, I think you should get two four-year terms. Just, just that, 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 that would be more than enough because some of these guys are just sitting there to, to collect a paycheck, man. Let's just an obstructionist. You know, get some people in there who got new thoughts. Maybe we have a new country, man, because they, they, the way they do stuff here, man, it, it is just totally ridiculous. There's no way in the world that you, that, that you should become a, multi, a, a multi-millionaire by, the, by your job, by sitting in Congress or Senate. You know, come on, it's a congressman or senator, because your salary well, doesn't not, dictate well, that, that. Your salary yeah. doesn't take, dictate that you become and make um, multi-millions of dollars because you sit in that, sit in that seat. Stop it! Stop. But yeah. Dick, you, you're trying to tell me that they can't. You're trying to tell me they can't get that money in eight years. Uh, it knows. I mean, you know, look, look at look at President Obama. You know, when he went into the White House, he, you know, he had some money. Now that joke is rolling. I mean, because of his uh, popularity with uh, being president? a president. Did he get it through the president? Well, yeah. uh, yes, he did. Mr. Well, he, he, did he? He had did the bully pulpit. Is it because it's a yeah. salary? Is it because it's a salary? Thank you. Your salary shouldn't be because what, what these, these people are giving you, the legislation is giving you money or you're taking money from the legislation. You're getting PPP loans. You, you're doing whatever you can. What are you Look, talking stop about? These, these, okay, the people that come in, 
and, and give them money to vote a certain type of way. That's what they're talking about. Lobbyists. Yeah, they're not giving that's it. That's right. They're not. They're not giving. Well, okay, legally they're not giving it directly no, to the country right. people. They, they, they're, 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 you know, they, they are donating to their, you know, you know, their, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, their, their groups. Right. Well, yeah, well, we know that yeah. political groups. We understand no. that. But, but so you're trying to tell me this should be against the law. You should make what you make, and that is against the law. And, and come on, man. They donate to their campaign funds and everything else. Dude, and it's against the law, Mr. Elias. It's against the law. Okay, it may not be being right. a. Well, it is. <laughs> campaign. That's what ha- think about. Think about. Think about the guy. Okay, who was the guy? John Edwards. Who was running for president with uh, President Obama and uh, Hillary Clinton? Mm-hmm. That's the reason why his butt mm-hmm. got thrown out because he got vulnerable mm-hmm. campaign got finance charges. He got caught. His reason. Well, that's with anything. What are you caught. talking about? He got caught. You're right, man. They, they don't. They Vanessa, don't get come on, Vanessa. People. Hey, Jerome, come, come on, on Vanessa. Uh, come on, Jerome. Oh, me. Jerome, Happy New Year, Jerome. What's going on, brother? Yeah. Welcome oh, in. Welcome that. in. What's up, hey. Jerome? <laughs> How you doing? Happy New Year, Jerome. Hey, hey Jerome. It's the same way it was when you left. <laughs> me and this nigga are you? So, so let me. Well, well okay. okay, help us out, Jerome, because maybe we're maybe we're speaking out of turn. I listen. The question on the table was when we talk about continuity of government, right? So, are we saying does it make sense? And I'm, you know, listen. You know, I'm for term limits, but when you think about the overall picture. Will that cause a disruption in our government if we say, okay, every eight years we're throwing out the old and bringing in the new? What do you think? I, I don't know what you're asking. You're, you're asking should they not have every eight years or they should have every know. eight years? I, I don't, well, I guess my question is when we talk about continuity, right, and that's what I'm thinking. And, listen, I don't know. I just thought of this just now. I'm thinking that for the longest we're saying we need term limits. But, you know, but what about the continuity of government? I mean, will it cause chaos if we're changing parts every, you know, changing folks out every eight years? And maybe the right answer is yes, but I was thinking about, think about a company. You have tenured employees who know, you know, the the company and they understand where the company is going. The company is staying strong because they haven't had any real change in leadership. I mean, is, is it the same concept, or, or am I comparing apples to oranges? And I could be. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so I guess the bigger problem when you talk about government is right. the there there are workers who are career workers, but politicians right. kind of oversee the career the career oh, workers. Oh, there you go. There right? you go. There you go. So, so, but think about what happened with Trump, right? So you had the FBI, which is normally conservative, with a bunch of Republicans in it anyway, and they still took them out. There was right. no, there was no Democrat that testified at that, um, at the January six hearings. None, and they still made right. it look like it was against them. So it yeah. just depends on how manipulation works. It's not. It has. It has nothing to do with with term limits. Right now, hmm. if we didn't right. have term limits, President Obama would still be there. True. So I don't know. I think that when you when you talk about, um, especially this country, and I, it's probably all countries, but when you talk about this country in particular, we're talking about mm-hmm. cult of personality stuff and the pathology that does not work for us anymore. 
back in the days when you only had three stations, you can program people a little bit easier. Now these people right. are pulling coons. And to LES's point, that gerrymandering, when it comes to Congress, makes that almost right. impossible. So when you look right. at the New York State, the reason that the Republicans have control in New York, and, and because of the wins in New York State, the mm-hmm. gerrymandering of the congressional districts actually helped them win those, those seats in New York State. We're a Democratic right. state, and the yep. way it's gerrymandered with the rural areas gives the rural people more power than the people inside the city. Right. Exactly. It took decades, That's my point. It took decades yeah. to do, but I am telling you, they're pros at this stuff. So, yeah. and, and people inside cities get frustrated and say, we have more people. How come we're not winning? It's because, and, and you mentioned Texas in particular, it's because you're a freaking governor. It's like yep. looking at Georgia or looking at Florida. When they mm-hmm. pull voters off the voter rolls, they're gerrymandering. Yep. So if there was an extra... I don't know, 50,000 more votes in Texas, of course Biden would win Texas. Democrats would win Texas. Mm-hmm. But they make yeah. it so hard to make let people vote, you know, two hours and three hours in line. You wouldn't yeah. go to the grocery store and spend two hours in line. There's nothing normal that you would do that you would stay in line for two and three hours. Nothing. That's and that, that only happens in urban areas, and that's done on purpose right. to discourage you from voting. So we need to talk about it from a standpoint of manipulation. We keep trying to solve a problem um, from the back end, like an after effects. We're trying to say, okay, mm-hmm. how do we make all these rural crazy people see the light of day and understand what's going on? You can't. But the majority of people in this country um, would probably vote Democrat and would get all those nuts out of there. And since we don't figure out how to get people on the ground or – or make it easier mm-hmm. to vote, um, we mm-hmm. can't see um, the forest for the trees. So I'm telling you, yeah. when it comes down to um, when it comes down to term limits, I don't think that works out right. in black people's favor at all, ever, ever. It does not work because what mm. what people know, like who who does like voting and, and statistics and stuff, is that. By default, if you run through enough white folks, in most places they're most likely going to be conservative. So they want term limits to keep people like people like um, you who would have balance. The chances that you get somebody else to carry on a policy from one to the other that does not favor conservatives is very slim. See, that's where I was going with it. See, I think. See, that's. See, that was my thought process, right? So, so. It's interesting because even though you answered that question, I can see both sides, but you just highlighted what I was really trying to convey to Mr. Elias and now to you, that once again, how advantageous is it going to be for people who look like us? No, it's not. How, how, right. You know, how, how is it going to look to us anyway, to be honest? Let, let, let's, let's look at that uh, through the standpoint of, we're, we're, you know, it's not getting any better for us anywhere you look at because they, they're, right. they're never going to give us that opportunity. Look, man, let's just call it what it is. When we were talking earlier, our whole thing was politicians don't make money off their office. And I, I say bull because look what Donald Trump did. I didn't say he that. Money. I didn't say that. You just, you just, I, you said no, politicians don't give them money. You just, okay. No, I did you not say that. say that. No, no, you, you said, no, okay. no, I did you not said, say that. You said it's against I the law said, for them to do it. <laughs> But he's lying. I said that. 
Yeah. I did say okay. it's against the law for them to pull money from their campaign fund for their campaign. Yeah, using okay. their campaign money for their personal. Yeah, I did say that's against the law. I never said it didn't happen. Uh-huh. Of course it happened. But 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 I think Jerome hit the nail on the head as far as where I was going. That was my thought process. How advantageous is, it, is that going to be? And and I, and I just couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it until he you know he brought it up. I'm like that's exactly what I was talking about. That's exactly what I was talking about. Man, this is a good this is a good conversation. All right, look, we're way 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 over. We're gonna take a break. It's time for uh, in four minutes or less something that you need to know. Uh, and this week, I tell you what, I haven't seen a mask on a person in a very very long time. But according to the CDC and according to num- to the numbers, man, uh, COVID is not over. So in this week's in this week's edition of a four minutes or less, we're gonna take a look at it. And on the other side of the break, Vanessa, you are on the clock. We want to hear what you gotta say. The crew is back in the house. Man, happy new year to each and every last one of you. We'll be right back after this quick, quick, quick break. <laughs> the new year and winter underway, here's the question. What is up with that stew of viruses that has been plaguing us? NPR health correspondent Rob Stein brings us this update on the nation's triple-demic. The good news is the worst appears to be over from the unusually early and severe RSV surge that's been making life miserable for lots of kids and their parents. RSV cases have been falling steadily since the end of November, and the flu looks like it's finally receding too. Here's Dr. Sheikha Gard from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We've definitely seen activity peak, and it's now coming down in most places. In a couple of areas, we're seeing activity increase or plateau, but in most areas, it's been declining. But lots of people are still catching both influenza and RSV, and the recent holidays could spur the spread of both viruses as people return home from trips, schools reopen, and workers return to the office. The U.S. often sees more than one flu wave every winter. There may not be a second peak. There could be a second peak that's higher than this peak. There could be a second peak that's lower than this peak. But the illness posing the biggest threat right now is, you guessed it, COVID. I talked about this with the White House's Dr. Ashish Jha. We're seeing a lot of COVID. We're seeing sustained increases of COVID infections across the nation. So COVID is the thing that concerns us most as we look to the day that we Jaw says the rate at which COVID is being detected in wastewater, which has become a bellwether for the pandemic, has tripled or quadrupled in many places around the country in recent weeks. COVID hospitalizations have jumped 70 percent, and three to 400 people are dying every day. Every major holiday has led to a bump in cases throughout the entire pandemic, and, you know, it stands to reason that we are going to see a clear increase in infections and cases and hospitalizations, unfortunately, over the next few weeks. And to make matters even worse, all this is happening as yet another new, even more transmissible variant is taking over in the U.S., it's called XBB15. The new Omicron subvariant was barely on the radar around Thanksgiving, but according to new estimates out today from the CDC, it now accounts for almost a third of all new infections and is now dominant in the Northeast. It's shot up like a rocket. Sam Scarpino has been tracking new variants at Northeastern University. This variant has displaced other variants in a way that we've never seen before. That's kind of alarming. That's the sort of thing that would suggest maybe a huge surge is coming. That's what happened with Omicron 
That's what happened with Delta. You see this really rapid and dramatic rise in prevalence. The good news is that so far, there's no evidence the new variant makes people sicker, and the immunity people have from getting infected and vaccinated should protect most from getting really sick. So no one thinks this winter will be anything like the first two horrific pandemic winters. But XBB15 can sneak around our immunity as easily as anything before it, and this new variant found something none of its predecessors had a new mutation that also lets it infect cells more easily. That makes it even easier to catch and means lots of people are going to get COVID. The question is not whether it's going to cause a surge. It almost certainly will. The question is how big the surge is going to be. So public health authorities are once again urging people to protect themselves. Here's Dr. Ja again. What is clearer now compared to even a year ago compared to last winter is that we can really blunt the worst of it by doing the things that we know work. That means getting vaccinated and boosted, especially if you're older. Avoiding crowded, poorly ventilated parties, restaurants, bars, and other places. Testing before gathering. And yes, putting that mask back on in risky situations. And if you do get sick, getting treated quickly. Rob Stein, NPR News. Be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. Bust Smallest them. moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. It is uh, 53 minutes after the hour or seven minutes before the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best, once again, Happy New Year to you and yours. This is the first live show uh, for this group uh, this year, and we're so happy to be back. It's been a long time, and we want to thank you for tuning in and enjoying some of the rewinds, some of the classic shows you were able to hear during that period, some of the most recent shows you were able to enjoy as well. But we are back, bringing it to you live, live, all the way live. Don't even have to walk. Don't even have to drive. It's the Sunday morning roundtable. And and you know how it works. Our panelists or our hosts, they bring topics to the table. Miss Vanessa's on the clock. Miss Vanessa made belly from the back of belly. What's on your mind on this beautiful Sunday morning? Okay. So it's so much to even have on my mind. I didn't know that I went to Southwest Airlines or, <laughs> or did I want to do the food. <laughs> so I'm sure Southwest Airlines is going to come back up in the news and we'll get to discuss it later. But let me just give y'all a touch of this. When I was out the country uh, over in the Dutch Islands, Dutch Caribbean Islands, it's not like Jamaica or Mexico. It, it took us three days by ship to get there. It was amazing. Then we went to Curacao, which is a black Dutch island. And it, okay, 
so that cruise was like nine days, something like that. My birthday was that Wednesday, had beautiful pictures, had an awesome time, just amazing trip. The day before, so the last two days of the cruise when I left that Dutch island, y'all, I kept telling, I told Bob, I said, I, I am exhausted. I don't feel good. Y'all, let me tell you, I had the flu. I don't think I caught it on the ship because I didn't really touch anything. We used our elbow for the elevator. I wiped the tables before I sat on them. After I did the buffet, I would sanitize my hands. I believe it happened on the tour of the Dutch Island because they said the flu is airborne and sticks into your nose. So I was so sick. I couldn't get out the bed. Thank God Bobby's best friend's wife, and y'all met her. She was at the party. I have to show y'all a picture. Well, no, y'all should have seen them. She was at the party. She's an RN. She was like, Vanessa, do you have any vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams emergency? Being a flight attendant, I keep that on me. Bobby started on it, so Bobby was only down a half a day. Y'all, people who have had the COVID and this new flu, they say this new flu makes COVID look like it's just a piece of cake. When I tell you I was sick, I was sick as a dog. The next the morning, I had to get room service, bring me some hot soup. The last day, y'all, suitcases was packed, gone. I had to stop and pray to God with Bobby that I could make it home. That's how sick I was. Bobby's friend helped with the luggage and stuff. I got on the plane. I put my head up against that window, and I didn't wake back up until I got to Texas, did an emergency Zoom call to my doctor the next morning. She talking about, we know you got the flu, but can you go in and take a flu test so we can get the stats on it? I said, I don't give a hoot about the stats. You need to call me in something. So that was Sunday when we got home. I did not uncover my head from the cover until Friday evening, Saturday morning. I managed to, to, to change pajamas and, and walk around just so I could go to church on Sunday. So let me tell y'all this. Y'all can think that the flu, I ain't taking no flu shot, but they said I would have been sicker than what I was if I had not had that flu shot. And I couldn't hold my head up. And it wasn't COVID because we travel with COVID tests. Thank God Biden has let us get them. So I took a COVID test. My friends took a COVID test because they travel with them too. So it wasn't COVID. And then she said, Vanessa, you just got that flu. You just got that new flu. Y'all be very careful in rooms with people. Put your mask on. Yeah, I was wearing my mask, but I was on a tour bus and I didn't have on my mask. So I'm just telling y'all, this new flu is a booger bell. And COVID is still out there. They said 300-some people on the ship came off with some form of the flu. Some people did not have COVID tests, so they don't know if it was COVID or the flu. But a lot of them had the same symptoms and stuff that I had. But like I said, we were over in a Dutch island. So those people don't have, uh, they don't, they're not able to just go to the doctor's office and say, you know what, check me or give me a flu test, a flu shot, or give me a COVID. So where we were, they just, 
wasn't able to do that. They were over there where I didn't even know they had black slaves in the Dutch Island, but I saw the slave cabins and everything. So it's just, I, I say this to say, guys, um, be very careful, be very cautious, still sanitize your hands, still keep masks. I, I, Lord, have mercy. So speaking of masks, Les, send me, do you have any of those black ones, uh, N95 ones you can send me for my two-week European cruise? Just throw them in the mail. Oh, my God. Well, I, I got you, baby. Yeah, yeah, just text, text me your address, so, baby. I got you. Okay, so, yeah, so I need them when we go to Europe <laughs> to put over my face. But I'm just saying, y'all, what be careful. And then, oh, y'all stop. And then, real quick, y'all, do not stop flying Southwest Airlines. The new CEO just took over 10 months ago. The other one left him in a jam. He did not get the computers updated. And that is exactly what happened. So, just I don't think the real faithful ones are going to leave, but the other ones don't leave. There were people on the cruise ship with me last month that did not have clothes for the cruise. The people were trying to donate them clothes because they couldn't get their luggage. So, hey, what can I say? It messed up my stock and my portfolio, but go ahead. All righty then. Thank you, Vanessa. So, all right. So, well, listen. I'll, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> no. Wait. Jay, oh, you have I'm sorry, the that's true. I did, Vanessa, and I was just about to uh, talk about that. Um, okay. I, you know, there's some validity in what she's saying because I know that, uh, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that I had gone, uh, made my way up north to spend some quality time with my mother, but my first two days there, I couldn't uh, even uh, get out to bed. I mean, I was sick. I was sick when I left. Uh, I was very sick while I was there. And to be perfectly honest with you, you know, this is, I know this is TMI, but I am still coughing up phlegm. And we're talking, this has been over a month now. So, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. But so, so I guess there's some validity to it, but, you know, we just heard uh, in four minutes or less something that you need to know. They talked about some of these things. I guess for me, I guess here's the question I'll ask each and every last one of you, except for, for you, Vanessa, because you've pretty much given us your status. Mr. Elias, do, do you – do you still, I know sometimes you do, uh, do you still wear your mask like you did during the height of COVID? Or where I go. Or where I go. <laughs> yes, I certainly do. I go into a store, I put my mask on. I know people look like me like I'm crazy. If I get on a flight, I, I double mask up. I have, a, I have an N95 mask on and I have a, uh, a cloth mask on on top of that. So, yeah, I do most definitely. Yes, I don't. I don't play with it, man. Nope. So let me. Well, let me let me rephrase the question a different way. So, are you? Because I know when when uh, when COVID hit, every time. I mean, it was excuse me, it was crazy. I would bring my groceries in. I would spray them in the garage with uh, disinfectant. Then I bring them. I would leave the. I mean, I was very very particular with what I did. If I went to a bank machine, I made sure that I had like uh, wipes to wipe off the things before. So, are you taking those same precautions? Are you taking the same precautions uh, that you did during the height of COVID? Or have you, even though you still wear your mask, or have you let some of your guards down? I, I have let some of my guards down. Like uh, if I go to the grocery store, I, you know, I, I, I wash. When I get done doing whatever I do with my grocery, I do wash my hands. So I'm very meticulous about that. But as far as uh, if I go get some food from a, from a vendor, 
I used to take when yeah. I come in with it, even if it's piping hot, I throw it in the microwave for thirty seconds. You know, just just because that's what I'm used to as far as killing oh, really? off wow. of it. Yeah, yeah, I still oh, do wow. that. But as far as uh, stuff. Well, thirty seconds for 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 to to, to whatever I'm eating to kill the germs off mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, I, I usually do that. But as far as uh, am I like I like I would let stuff sit outside for a while, and I've learned that you know through trial and error that if you're outside, you know, in, in COVID, you know, it's not gonna spread like that. So as soon as I get out the uh, the store that I'm in, I'll take my mask off. As well as before, I'd walk, wait till I got to the truck while I was in my own safe confines. So, no, I don't do that. But, yeah, when I'm inside of the store, I always yeah, I have my mask on. Even in the bank, when I went to the bank the other day, I had my mask on. Interesting. So, All right. Jay, I, wear one, I wear one around my neck on a necklace that somebody made for me, and I have it on the inside of my clothes. So I just want to tell you something smart that Bobby said to me. He said, Vanessa, don't wait and get in front of people and put your mask on. Feel like you think they're going to infect you. So, baby, in the future, what I need you to do is, before we turn that corner to get on that elevator, go ahead and put your mask up if you see that it's a lot of people standing there to get on that elevator. So uh, my daughter would just turn around. She would go on a cruise bus last month. She would just turn around to catch the next elevator. But, yeah, so I'm just saying there, there are some people that are still wearing masks. There are a few of us that are still wearing masks. And I think I'm going to be going through 2023, Jay, still wearing a mask. Okay. What, what about you, Jerome? Are you still, uh, you know, are, are you still have your guards up when it comes to this stuff, man? Or have you, uh, you know, let your guard down a little bit and kind of just resume life before COVID? Yeah, I don't think that I um, – I definitely don't wear masks as much, but I don't go as many places either. So uh, I'll, I'll, still put, I'll still put a mask on, and at the same time, I always watch what I touch anyway, and I wash my hands two billion times. <laughs> so I can oh, okay. some hands. <laughs> I, I get in the car, I'll hand sanitize, I'll, I'll always wash my hands. So, yeah, I'm cautious about right. um, being around a lot of people. Interesting. Uh, I, I know that, like I said, for me, I don't, you know, it's almost, and I'll, I'll just be honest with you, it's almost like I very rarely wear a mask. The only reason why I wore a mask, now, I would probably wear a mask traveling on an airplane. Uh, but the only reason I wore it on a plane, to be honest with you, this last time, because I knew I would, I was, I had the flu sitting next to me. A mask on, and she wasn't masked up. But you know, when you got flu and stuff, you know, <laughs> I, I was popping drops, everything right. But I was still coughing, and it was so funny. She was trying to be so cool, but she slipped in her little bag and put that mask on. Boy, I fell out laughing. I said, "Here, baby, go mask up, because uh, I'm over here spreading stuff around. I'm good." But it was funny to watch. <laughs> you know, like you guys were saying. Jay, didn't you have the COVID what? and you now had the flu? So can you tell us? I did not have COVID. You haven't had COVID oh, you before? Mean, I had COVID before. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. You've had COVID before and you had yes, the flu. So yes, can you tell us from your perspective, was the flu worse than how you felt when you had COVID? 
Yes. Because remember, and I don't know. Great question. I don't know. I, well, I don't know. I'm going to say it this way. Yes, I feel worse with the flu. Uh, but keep in mind, I contracted COVID on the back end of COVID, if that makes sense. I didn't contract it during the height of COVID. But I can't tell you because, you know, people were dying. When you got COVID, it was, you know what it reminds me of? It reminded me of, remember back in the day if you were HIV positive, everybody started, you know, putting up, you know, starting writing what they wanted uh-huh. at your house? Rap, you know what I'm saying, and, and and it was just like with COVID, you know, during the early phases of COVID, if you got COVID, you was like, uh-oh, you know. I mean, think about, you know, when you really think about that that whole thing, it shut this country down. I mean, they had meetings. They were like, look, no one comes to work. Remember, gas prices plummeted because no one was driving. It really put some oil and gas companies out of business. And it's like, yeah. it was, that was some serious mess was going on. So if you got COVID during the heyday of COVID, then you like, uh-oh, you know, <laughs> whoa, whoa, I don't know. You know, versus oh. COVID, because my mother contracted COVID, too. As a matter of fact, she's the reason why I took the shot. And I said, huh. I think I'm the one that, that burned in the house. But I didn't, you know, I had a scratchy throat. I wasn't down. I didn't feel anything. The flu, and I'm assuming it was the flu. Man, dude, I, I was, man, it was horrible. I mean, Mr. Elias, you saw me while I was there. It was, man, it was not a good thing. It was tough. No. I was sore yeah, all the time, yeah. and I was down. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw you when you were here. So, yeah, it, it, you did. It did look horrible, sometimes worse than others, you know, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, part of me, yeah, part of me, you can see a part of me feels that this will, you know what, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why everybody's laughing. I think everybody's feeling the same vibe. You know, you know, you, 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 you're, you're, you're messy. That's all I'm going to say to you. Three, four, seven, eight. No, man. Oh, no. <laughs> he is when messy. you first got here, when you first got here, he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, man. Why are, you, why are you around me? That's what I was thinking of myself. But, hey, I digress because you're my brother and I love you sometimes. But this <laughs> guy, man, he's just, he's just messy. That's all right. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> but, I, but I think the bigger picture here, and I think the bigger message that Vanessa's trying to convey is that we're just not out of the woods yet. And, no. You know, some, sometimes I feel, but Mr. Elias, I'm telling you, man, it's like pre-COVID. I, I don't wear a mask, man, dude. I can't tell you. I, dude, I can't even tell you what my masks are. I mean, you know, had to, look, when I was in Mama's house, the people were like, what, the, what are y'all doing? I'm sorry, folks. When I was at Mama's house, you know, I was over there, you know, trying to get her house ready. So if we're going to sell it or rent it, you know, I found a pack a pack of uh, masks she had in there. I took them with me. I cause I haven't, I don't, you know. I remember so you, during I the height of COVID, I had masks all in my truck, car, uh, everywhere you go. You know, hey, put your mask on, put your mask on. I'm not that way, dude, no more. I'm just being honest with you. I'm just not that way. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I'm wearing one to church this morning. Yeah. No, I'm just wearing black ones. But yeah. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, I'm I just. I'm just. I, and, I, and I think that's the reason why. I don't know. It's just like, I guess, like with most variants, or you know, most you know, 
remember when they had the N1? What is the N1? What was that thing called? N1 something. I can't remember doing the Obama administration. You know, speaking of the Obama administration, you know, one of the things that the Republicans are, you know, I read something about how Republicans are trying to blame. They don't want Trump to take the blame for what happened with COVID, his COVID response. And then I read somewhere where he said, well, if the Obama administration had left instructions in place, uh, you know, the, the, the Trump administration would have would have done the right thing. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? They left the whole playbook behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Trump administration fired the people who were tracking this stuff. Mm-hmm. Jerome, Yeah, exactly. Well, I have a bunch of people. This, this was his logic. This is the businessman that we're talking about. His logic was, well, uh, why do I have a department full of people that are not doing anything? What are you talking about? Right. And this is what well, I was talking about, about Jerome. This is what I was talking about when me and Mr. Elias was having a conversation earlier when I said that you're more optimistic than I am because I don't think people pay attention to this stuff in most cases. And and, and no. so you have people that are still voting for Republicans, putting them in office. Yeah, the big story during the midterms were, yeah, well, you know, it wasn't the red wave. But listen, some of those de- election deniers did win, not the majority of them, but some of them did win. And they do have control of uh, the House of Republicans, I mean the House of uh, Representatives. So Yeah, but it it was a historic win for Democrats, though. I mean, I, oh, I, I agree I would, with that. Yeah, I don't want anybody to underscore the, um, the momentum that the Democrats had, the, the job that the Biden administration is doing. I think that what happens on the Democrat or Republican side is that if this was a re- Republican win, we'd be dogging the Democrats. But the Democrats, on the other hand, when they win, they don't – they're gracious winners, right? And the Republicans are poor losers, right? So they're like, well, we have the Congress, so we should do what we want. If the Congress was that tight with Democrats in control, they would have split power with the Republicans. Republicans still right. won't split power. So that's why – the crazy people are holding, you know, McCarthy over a barrel because they don't even believe in mm-hmm. it. The Democrats, mm-hmm. when the um, Senate was close, Schumer split power with the Republicans. If the Republicans had it in reverse, they would never have done that. Mm-hmm. So we're I agree. Talking I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. Exactly. I agree with you on that. I just, it was just amazing how, when we were, you know, we we're talking about the flu and COVID and all this other stuff. And, and you know, I just remember reading that. I remember Republican members saying that, you know, well, don't blame Trump. It's really the Obama administration's fault. It's like, you know, and here's the thing, because if, and this goes back to my original statement about not being optimistic and, you know, talking about the uneducated voter, because when you throw stuff out there, people are going to just believe it. They're not going to know that, you know, once again, the Obama administration had a full playbook in place on how to handle a pandemic. And that guy just threw it out, out, just threw it out. And then this whole thing about keeping people offshore because we don't want them to bring COVID off the cruise. I mean, it was a Mickey Mouse operation uh, during the four years of the Trump administration. And for people to think, that this guy is qualified to be president again, 
I don't think he's going to win, to be honest with you. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think Trump's going to win. There's no way he's going to win. I'm, I'm hoping he's in jail by then, or at least he's indicted on something. But 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 at that point, just to, you know, but just I you know, know once again, Jay, yeah. I'm sorry, but Jay, I know somebody no, who said ahead. they thought that Trump would make a good Speaker of the House. I said what? Okay. Did you slap? Did you slap him? Did you slap him? Did you slap him? No, no. Bobby said, Vanessa. Why are you getting in that conversation with that person? I said, I just wanted to antagonize him. Because I told him that I thought that McCarthy needs to step the hell out of the way. And so he said, you're right, because Trump should have been Speaker of the House. So I just, I just it's like, you know what? <laughs> you well, and I, your people I, 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 backfired to him. I backfired to him and said, Oh, we don't have to worry about Trump being Speaker of the House because he, Trump is not going to be anything because he is going to have federal indictment charges against him with his taxes. So let's just forget about Trump for right now. I said Trump had a party and invited the press, and nobody showed up. So did they mm-hmm, show yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> then they shut up talking to me about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I'm a little surprised that uh, his demise is, you know, to me this is early. I thought that he'd be around, you know, pretty prominent for the next couple of years. His demise uh, is something that, uh, I mean, this is a great fall for me. I, I'm, I'm a little shocked that, that his, uh, his staying power didn't last another couple of years. They're really trying to get rid of him. I think the midterms illustrated to to them that he is a pull on the ticket, and they're trying to find they're trying to find ways to appease his his uh, followers without you know without embracing him. I guess I, I'm a little surprised by it though. I thought he would be more you know relevant uh, up until this point, but you know we'll see. Man, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I am. I, well, are you as well or no? Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I thought that he would. I, I thought that he would be more. I mean, I knew eventually he would hate the black, but it's like this phase has started early, and I'm a little surprised by that. I'll just be honest with you. I'm glad, but I'm surprised. Yeah. Well. Okay. So the problem is, is that we have like smoother versions of Trump, which is problematic. Uh-huh. I think he just started the ball rolling, but everybody knows uh-huh. he can't win. They got beat. Bad. Do you know the House yeah. usually went pendulum swings by at least forty, and the Republicans yeah. got like like forty, and that's that, yeah. that's like what it usually is. Now it's gone sixty, um, you know, sometimes seventy. Like it's gone like pendulum swings. They got like nearly six. Well, I mean, six more seats. And again, I would attribute that to gerrymandering than I would people voting and supporting Republicans. And they can see right. their loss of power. And so drastically, those guys are like, we have to do something. So you watch the other politicians nationally running away from that dude just because in those rural areas, those foods love Trump. So that's the only relevance that he has. You can still raise a ton of money just by that food mm-hmm. because that's what narcissism and all of that stuff brings. It's like the sky is falling and... Um, you know, they, they'll give them money. So he can raise a ton of money, but that is a mm-hmm. small group of people in this country that think like Trump. Everybody else just bows <laughs> down to it. So they're not going to they're not gonna put him out because his, his, his time is over. That show is done. 
They have to have a smoother wow. version of safety. I just said, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah, well, they need a smoother well. version of crazy. And so that's why they think people like DeSantis and those guys can win. I don't think they can win. I don't think that's a smooth version of crazy. I think a smooth version of crazy is somebody like, um, well, I don't want to predict anything, but I would just say somebody <laughs> like a Portman or somebody. They're going to oh, have wow. to be smoother yeah. with, because think about it. As, as much as Bill Clinton um, people believe, yo, know, he's like he's a black president and stuff. As much as people believe that nonsense, the Clintons mm-hmm. have done um, irreversible, like irreparable damage to black people. Like it is crazy how, how so? much damage the Clinton administration did. Right? There's no how such so? thing as welfare. There was no Head Start. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Sorry. No, I said how so. I'm just curious. Too. Well, what, yeah. What do you mean by um, that? They got rid of they got rid of any kind of social programs that help. Anybody pull themselves up, right? So you got rid of, I'm not even saying just the social safety nets. I'm saying the concessions that they made to Newt Gingrich was a a deal cut with Congress. So even this, this, um, you know, um, making everything a felony thing and the population growth of our jails. I mean, you used to be able, if you got a, a ticket for, you know, having your side mirror messed up, then it was just an appearance ticket or a misdemeanor. They started making those things felony doing Clinton because that was Gingrich. That was a Congress wagon a freaking president. So just because he would go on Arsenio and play the sax, he's putting all of these policies down on the ground, get rid of Head Start, and all of these other policies that was decimating black people in the black community. Decimating you know them. What? Go, ahead. go ahead, Vanessa. I'm sorry. To you is, because you just mentioned Santos, and I just don't, un- other than the fact, Jerome, that he was backing McCarthy. What, I mean, how how is he going to get away with all of this fraudulent stuff that he lied about, education positions he's had? Do you think that now that the McCarthy vote or whatever is over, when they get to investigating Santos, they just go hang him out to the world? What do you think about that situation? Well, he said the Santos, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, you know, I was asked this question last week. Someone um, approached me about this, and the thing about politicians on the national level, prosecutors do not like to prosecute them. And so, just think about it from this perspective: we like to, as Americans, give the world this impression that we are better than everybody else. So it goes against their even their sense to say, hey, we have corruption too. Like we point to people like, you know, we hate Cuba for no good reason. It's like, oh, my gosh, they got a dictator. That is, that's not the case. Cuba is socialist because they, they um, nationalize education. Anybody can get an education and anybody can get medical service. They're, they're, um, they're socialist as, as a society. And we hate places like, um, you know, like, Haiti and all these other places for no good reason. So the, America has to keep this impression that we are the best place on earth. So we won't prosecute even a former president because they're saying, you know, it's unprecedented. That dude can go, like he said, shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and the country will self-protect. It will protect itself. So even at senator mm-hmm. and Congress level, there is something about us prosecuting people, unless they're really low on a totem pole, 
But the reasons the Republicans are going to stop that, they're going to just say, vote him out of office, and you can, you can prosecute him later. But if you wait two years, the prosecutors won't even have the motivation to prosecute him. That just means that you can lie, right? Long, the, the only crime that he committed, they're checking to see what he wrote on his federal form. But him being in office, you voted for him. So that's what a democracy is. So you can lie, and they don't prosecute people who are in office for lying. There's a privilege that they have that nobody else on this freaking planet has, and that means that they can lie. You know, Think about Lindsey Graham and all of those guys. They will lie and then come back tomorrow and be like, what about the debt ceiling? And then you will change the subject with them. They're masters at this. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I don't, don't know, think man. that the – I think they're going to – New York State's going to prosecute him. So yeah. I, I can tell you this, Letitia James ain't playing. So she's going at him. Brazil, too. Queens is going at him. The Brazil. are looking at him. Yeah. But they're only looking yeah. at things that he – if he signs something, you can say anything you want to, but that's not fraud to lie to, to people uh, when you're running for office. Isn't that weird? Because Marjorie Taylor and all weird. those guys will be. Yeah, yeah, that's weird, lie. man. I think you know Brazil's reopened up uh, investigations on him, so it's it's uh, it's interesting to see that, that, that guy. He, yeah, yeah. That might and, and he said that his yeah, he said his mother died during. I mean, he, he said his mother was killed during nine eleven. I mean, man, what type of dude is this? I mean, are you freaking serious? And she died in December. I, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. boy, I, I, it just makes you wonder, man. Uh, and then he said he would. Yeah, I don't know. But, okay, so here's where I yeah, just just for our audience, here's where you don't let Republicans off the hook. They're so used to lying without consequence that you have Bobert, yep. you have um, what's her name, Marjorie, that crazy lady, Taylor Green, yeah, Marjorie Taylor yeah. Green, yeah, you have all of them sitting there lying, Kevin McCarthy lying to you, and then they're going to come back and try to investigate, uh, you know, have all these fake investigations about how the government um, is turning on us, where those fools should be in jail right now if the government was working properly. Yeah. So they're yeah. going to make you think the government is not working for some other stuff when we know the government is not working because it won't prosecute the people who are actually breaking laws. So, right? so yeah. it, it, it's weird. It is definitely it, it is a weird. It is a weird situation, and you just – you ask yourself the question, man, what the hell's going on around here, right? It's just, I don't know, man. This country's crazy. All right. Happy New Year. We're back. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here. It's time to take a break. We'll be right back. And uh, afterwards, uh, Jerome, my main man, is on the clock. Can't wait to see what he's thinking about in 2023. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Online radio at its best. It started with how do you do? I heard you like to sing the words you write. They must mean more to you. Do you like romance? And who taught you love? 
Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, We can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the serious side. Happy New Year to you and yours. I hope that twenty twenty two ended with a bang, and uh, I hope that twenty twenty three is starting off with a bang. 
So we're, I hope that you're having a banging good time. It's time for us to say good morning to our folks, as we always do at this time. Let's say good morning to Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. Happy, blessed New Year to everybody. And uh, and I can speak for everyone, and happy, blessed New Year back at you. The man who uh, who's the smartest man in the world, who I call the smartest man in the world, I think he is, Mr. Jerome Street. What's going on, man? Good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? Happy New Just Year. Just another day of paradise. Another, another day of paradise. No palm trees, my man. That's what I say. There you go. Thank you so much. Uh, the man gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Man, good morning, man. And happy New Year to you, my friend. Well, happy New to you. And good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, my Vanessa. Good morning. Uh, Marion the music. That song was comfortable by Lucky Witherspoon by all means. Uh, Marianne, Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Drill Good morning, 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 Hey, did you say hi to Mary? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. I heard what this song was. Because when you turn that music up twice. You turn that music up loud, man. I'm like, why did you turn the music up so loud? Hey, man, I don't know, because I heard a little bunch of background noise. I don't know. But listen, I tell you what, it's funny, because it's like, when I got up, and I said this at the top of the show, I was like, well, damn, what, what what do I how do I do this again? I mean I was confused for a moment. It has been a long time since we've been on the air and uh I don't think in the history of this show we've ever been on such an extended break. But it was that twofer where Christmas and yeah. New Year's fell on a Sunday. And it was like, Well, hey, you know <laughs> I think I think everybody can relate to that. It's like having a long vacation coming off a two week vacation and then trying to figure out what you <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do? You just sit down and go and just look around. It's like okay, I know. got where I used to work. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I promise you, this morning I was pulling. I said, "Man, how do I?" Do? I mean, it's like, good God, I couldn't remember how to. I said, "Oh my God, wow!" So that was. But listen, to most people. We were here every week. <laughs> well, some of us were, at least, because we had Rewinds going. And, and, of course, you know, you guys were able to enjoy some classic Rewinds. I think I tuned in one time when I heard GOG. I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't heard that voice in ages. Mm-hmm. And that guy owes, owes us money, but I digress. Yeah, I All right. And, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, he well, I, he what? The well, I the liquor stores were closed for two days in the state of Texas. That was just crazy. The who? I didn't. I didn't care. The liquor stores. The what stores? Oh, you see, the liquor, liquor stores. stores in Texas liquor stores. Were oh, for two days. got it. Well, I, I don't. I don't worry about that, Vanessa. Because yeah. my bar is full. Just, it stays full. Yeah, it's full. No, yeah. no, I got so much liquor stuff in that party. But no, I'm just saying, that's crazy that the liquor stores were closed for two days. They were. They were closed what? Sunday, which is a holiday, and they made yeah. them observe it Monday or something in the state of Texas. Yeah. 
Well, if you need alcohol, Mr. Elias not only has an abundance of guns, but he has an abundance of bottles in his house, too. So just ask him to ship you something. That guy is a freaking, you know what? In the 40s, he would be arrested for bootlegging. That joker got so much contraband around his house. But go ahead, Vanessa. Wow, thank you. I know, right. Way to kick when off the he, when he has alcohol everywhere. Nobody else has that. That's why I said it. He has alcohol everywhere. I, I've never seen so much alcohol, I mean, outside of a liquor store before in my life. Mr. Elias has yeah. liquor up in that. But you know what? In fairness to Mr. Elias, he hosts a lot of parties. So. You could have led with all that. Of the yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you could have. But why would he, why would he do that? Led with that. Be fair. <laughs> well, that would be fair. You know what you said? I look yeah. good sometimes and I don't. It's it's hatery. That's what it, you know, and you wear it well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took a picture last that I got to send to you. I took it yesterday because I was drinking one of yes. your Stella's. And I oh. had shrimp, oh. sausage, and stuff. picture. Where there you go? Mr. Elias will be here in March, and who knows? Maybe Vanessa, uh, since we're just rapping and clapping, maybe you know we can have a shrimp fest, and uh, Mr. Elias can display his indirect barbecuing skills. <laughs> He's pretty good at it. He's pretty good. He's actually pretty good. He's good. I get give credit on that. All right. So it's the Sunday morning roundtable, and you know, Jerome, listen. Here's something that uh, yeah. that they haven't gotten since uh, we took this hiatus on a need-to-know okay. basis. So tell me, my friend, will we be walking down that avenue today after uh, coming up after this show or now? Right. So I have, like, a lot of news, and we'll have to see what we're going to bring up. I wanted to do, you know what I normally do after New Year's, is I do new yeah. laws, you know, just to have right. a sense of what new laws take then. Um, so yeah. I'll have a couple, but I didn't you know, put the list together because we're just coming off vacation and I was slow. So anyway, <laughs> but I do have a lot of news, but I just didn't accumulate new laws. I do have some, but I just thought about that. I'm uh, like, I usually keep a good track of new laws that came into the year. So. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, because so Momo B was funny because Momo B was talking about that. She said she learns the new laws when you start giving the laws. I said, yeah, you need to tune in after the first of the year because you make sure that you're in compliance. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I have a, a, a more than just a couple. So, yeah, we'll have that stuff coming up. All right. All right, sir. My friend, you are on the clock, man. Anything on your mind? What are we talking about for the next 20 minutes or so? <laughs> new laws? I don't know. Um, well, you well, I tell you what, I thought of something. I thought of something when uh, you know, watching this nonsense with you know, with the uh, election of the Speaker of the House, and mm-hmm. when the King Jeffrey stood up and he did the ABCs, and I didn't realize that's exactly what he was doing until the end of it. Uh, but you know, I was like, look at this man, and people were saying he's going to be the next black president, and I was all caught up in my glee. But then I remembered a conversation that we had on the show with you a few months mm-hmm. ago. Well, it was probably maybe a year ago, and you were saying that you're not a big fan of Akeem Jeffries. I know what it no. was. We were talking about him. We were talking about how AOC had had a hit list of people she was trying to knock off, so she wanted to be, you know, the next speaker of the house. And Akeem Jeffries' name came up, and you said, I'm not a fan of his. 
No. Uh, right. And so, but I'm going to, I'm going to amend that a little bit because I think that <clears throat> Akeem um, Jeffries um, is settling into um, just the, the thing about leadership is that there's confidence uh-huh. that comes with leadership and you cannot be, you know, fiery and all of that other stuff uh, when you are in leadership. People have a tendency when they're not in the leadership just to throw stones at people, and you can't do that. You know what I mean? So with Akeem Jeffries, I think that he can um, – I think that he is – he looks poised and, and all that stuff now, but I just, you know, I, I would give him a chance to do it. Most people keep looking at this thing as, a, an, as an age thing, but I just want to make folks – or let people understand that wisdom – comes with age. You can be smart as you want to, but running uh-huh. Congress, running um, legislative bodies is something that you have to have been in a legislative body to actually understand. You just don't get there and make change because there's a lot of rules involved. And so when they started throwing up names, you know, AOC had just been there in her first term talking about we need to be in leadership. And it's like, yeah, it's not what you think it is from the outside. So mm-hmm. I always caution people, especially young young folks when they want to run for office, I'm like, you need to learn something and there's only there's certain things that you learn by doing. And there's this right. that saying, those who can do do and those who can't teach, there's something to be said about that. You can't read a book and it tells you everything that you need to know about something unless you have hands on experience. So sometimes you right. have to be there to figure out how something works. So that's why I was saying with Hakeem, he just didn't look as if at that time, like he was settled okay. enough to understand that. But I think he, for that um, two years around Nancy Pelosi and being second uh-huh. up under her, I think that he learned a lot. Right. So I, I'm amending that. I believe that, you know, you can, you know, you just can't throw somebody in the fire like that. You just have to say, okay, right. are you ready? To take over, so yeah, in 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 legislative bodies, you definitely need to know how to work with other people, and um, you know, unlike Kevin McCarthy, who probably pretty much sold the house <laughs> just to, just to become oh, yeah. speaker, he'll have no power as yeah. speaker. Congress is going to be right. chaos. This country is going to be chaotic because they're not going to want to raise true. the debt ceiling and all that other stuff. But but Jefferson, yeah, I think the might be. But here's the problem, Jerome, with that is that you know our people they don't look at they they don't look at that as being the internal workings of our government. They're going to say, well, it's Biden's fault. I read something the other day. Well, inflation's up because of Biden. Biden, Biden don't have a damn thing to do with inflation. But they're going to right. blame the person that's in charge. It's right. not going to hurt them. Well, I don't think. Right, but that that Good is point. just the and that's where messaging comes in, right? So how yeah. can you? How can you, in the same breath, say that Trump was a good president and Biden was mm. a bad one when the circumstances are different, right? It's just like right. Obama. Obama pretty much staved off a freaking depression, right? Yep. And we look at him, as, and it's almost like he was a blip on the screen. People yep. hated him so much. The people who disliked him had all of the marketing. And and I don't know yep. if you guys saw – I'm sorry to go on about this, but I don't know if you saw yep. – this is what I should have talked about – Tiffany Cross being fired fired from MSNBC. That happened while we were gone, right? That's true. And yeah. I wish I had the audio, if we could play the audio from Keith Oberman going off on MSNBC. 
because what Keith Oberman said was that we have to remember that all of these networks are conservative. There is no way that this black woman, who was pretty much one of the freest thinker people on MSNBC, right? There's no way that she's tired because somebody on Fox disliked something she said about Fox. And then nobody came to her defense. You have was that like it? Rachel I can't Adam. remember. Let me ask you something. Was that well, it, though? Was they, that the reason why? Because I can't they, remember. They, she said she said something about the Santos in Florida need to be uh, Florida needs to be uh, had to, you know the testicles removed or something like that, and that that got mm-hmm. them, that got them pissed off about her. Right, and I was she like, was saying the state so of Florida is yeah, 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 and and she said that on another show. She didn't say it on her show. Oh, Charlamagne's show. She said on right. Charlamagne's show. Yeah. And I think right. So what? You know. So, so, so it's like. So what? Right. Still it's like you're going to the grocery store, saying something, and then somebody comes back to your job and says, hey, that person said this, and I filmed them, and you fired them for that. But it was the complaint mm-hmm. of a couple of Fox hosts and, and Megyn Kelly, wherever the heck she is, and mm-hmm. the conservative people who run MSNBC fired her. But Rachel Maddow didn't say Jack, but every time you listen to her, it's like she fights for women and women's rights. Now, she didn't say Jack. She didn't have nothing from Lawrence O'Donnell. What did Joy Reid say? Did Roy G, did Roy, did no, Roy, Joy, did Joy Reid say anything? Yeah. yeah now, so Keith Oldman didn't stuff. mention that he, because they're friends, and she said mm-hmm. a little bit about it, but she would mm-hmm. not go in because it's not her job. What happens is that you have a network where you have four black people, maybe three or four, and um, who who have shows. And since one got fired, and she only had a show one day a week, it wasn't mm-hmm. like she was on seven days a week, and you have Ari and all those guys who are trying to act like they have relationships to black folks and, and looking out for our interests, and none of them stood up for the freedom of her having opinionated news. It was her opinion. That's how they make their mm-hmm. money, is opinion. Mm-hmm. But when a yeah. black woman says something... They go, you know, Defcon, you know, one honor, and then nobody else on the liberal side, nobody on another network, nobody says jack about them firing her for saying that. And out of all the stuff, MSNBC also was kept in, with with Rachel and all those guys kept saying Obama and the birth certificate. They were still spreading a lie, and they were keeping a lie in the news where that thing could have died on the vine because it was so stupid. But they kept it going. So right. if you ever get a chance to hear, um, just kind of mm-hmm. think that, but, but Keith Oberman yeah. and his take on MSNBC just tells us all that news across the board does not benefit us as black folks because it's not looking at it from our perspective, for one. And two, there is no such thing as liberal media in this country. That would be like saying there's fairness amongst the police in this country, because we still understand that the, numerically there's a bias against everybody else or people who don't look like white folks. There's a bias against that that we need to correct. So there's no such thing as it being lib- liberal over corrective. You know, so mm-hmm. you know Keith Oberman did a really good job at that and. I know we didn't talk about that, but um, from Tiffany Cross being fired, 
just reminds me of the fact that anytime somebody black speaks on TV, whether it's Angela Rye or anybody, they're off. They're going to be off the air. So, you know, to your point about, um, I guess it was um, term limits. But if they know this, which is kind of like if they know this, then maybe they should take a different approach. As you can say what you want to say in a way that it won't get you fired. No, that's and not impossible. We cannot keep catering to white folks to figure out what is going to tweak their food. Black people are going to keep getting fired because they say we can't we keep catering to. to white folks unless the ones that's getting fired. So okay. Right, but but it's not it's not her fault for getting fired. It's our fault for still supporting people who mistreat us. The point that I'm making is that there needs to be an outcry when we keep getting unjustly um, fired. So if I I'm sorry for running on about this, but if I would have crossed the whole Kyrie Irving thing. It's the same thing. People jumped on the bandwagon of everybody else just because Kyrie mentioned the word Jew. Just because he said it, everybody was like, oh, he needs to apologize. They didn't pay attention to what he said. Nobody went back and, and, and read whatever he read. Nobody did that. He does not have the freedom to even say that word. But, like, they, like, but they didn't say nothing about Jerry Jones. No. Yeah, they 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 made they made excuses for Jerry Jones, and and when LeBron right. brought that up, that 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 was just like nobody said nothing. But when Jerry Jones appeared there, and, and Michael Irvin and the Western guys and Charles Barkley and Shaq, they all made excuses for him. Oh, that was back in the sixties. So what? You made right. Kyrie come out and apologize and, and denounce racism, denounce racism, make Jerry Jones do the same damn thing. Right. Make him do the same thing. We didn't do that though. That black right. man came out and they, they held they held it down for him, man, which was bull. They all should have came right. out and said, "Hey, you need to denounce racism, brother, because you have not done it yet." And when when Colin Kaepernick took his to the knee, you you went in hard on it. You didn't right. denounce it. They didn't do nothing like that. Black brother came out and said, "Well, you know, we need to protect." Jerry Jones is not like that bull. He is like that. He's still like that. Right, and so. And like to Vanessa's point, Shaq and those dudes are just keeping their job. They, ain't have, they don't have no backbone. You can't just keep turning on your people just because somebody didn't like the way they addressed somebody else. Do you know how many people there, who would be off the air for white folks for saying stuff that they just came back and apologized for and we we're supposed to forget it? But when a black person says something, they get, the, they get this, you know, lifelong ban. We cannot continue to keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same, a different result. We keep curving our behavior to see what will make white folks not react to us, while at the same time we don't understand that there's nothing that we can do to make them not react to us. That's maddening. So, you know, with whether it is that situation with Kyrie or even even Kanye. I don't understand what people's issue is with that dude. If you don't like him, don't listen to him. You, you know, Dave Chappelle, and I think Kevin Hart was just recently, um, they wanted to boycott him in Egypt because he said that there were black folks was in Egypt before the current residents of Egypt are there now. So in Egypt, they're, like, trying to get him to stop having his show there. And I'm like, there's documentation. Go back to the 1700s and – Look at some of the documentation on how, like, I can't think of the author's name, but there's a book um, that this, um, oh, gosh, he was a, 
it, it was English book. I'll find the name of it if somebody has any questions. But it was, I think it was about 18, I'm sorry, it was the late 1700s, 1800s. But when he described, you know, um, Egypt, he said that they were black as Jews in Egypt. He was telling them they was mm-hmm. black, so that meant Jewish people was black. Right? Like, you can go back. So if I give you the documentation that somebody else says that, don't come to me and say, well, you're offending people. That We're just using documentation, but we can't even say it is the point. So, you know, that that is something that we have to get over as black folks and stop tiptoeing around. Yep, Tiffany may be a sacrificial lamb to that degree, but we kind of need to deal with this a little bit differently. So. That's all I have to say on that, even though I had nothing to say today. <laughs> I thought I'd share that. <laughs> that was my Interesting. Uh, a, lot, well, a lot of content, though. Um, interesting. I, you know, I don't know, man. I, 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 well, I, I wasn't – go ahead, Jerome. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but, but the point is, is that we, there are things that we need to fight, whether it's you know, criminal justice reform, all these, all these other things, all these other fights. But we don't even understand that we don't have the freedom of opinion and expression because how oppression works and how um, that works across the board is that we still need mm-hmm. to fit into somebody else's idea of who we are. And then we right. start blaming ourselves for not catering to them. Hmm. Right? So we, we have mm-hmm. to – that's not something that we have to figure out. We just either need to, you know, knock that door down or just admit that somebody else is being evil. And we don't really like to do that. We don't like to say, you know, I mean, we've had plenty of times on this show where there's a comment and we say, oh, not all white people, we need to be scared. We always say stuff like that. But the problem is, is that if we're still oppressed, it doesn't matter if it's all of them or not. We are still dealing inside of a system that is oppressing us. It doesn't have to be all. all. It just has to work for the benefit of all. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know how to, you know, you, you talked about what, you know, for me, I, I didn't realize that Keith Olbermann still was out there doing his, uh, you know, still doing countdown. I didn't realize that that was still going on. I, I really didn't. I, I didn't know he was still doing that stuff. So uh, the fact right. that, that he's still out there and he's still, you know, doing what he's doing uh, is interesting. I, I just, I never, like I said, I never knew that he was still you know, doing countdown. It, it, and, uh, yeah, it's on iHeartRadio. His podcast is on It's still called Countdown with Keith Olbermann on iHeartRadio. He still does that. And for doing podcasts, you're still kind of allowed to have the freedom. You know, when they say that if you want to, uh, it, it, you know, people put out the truth and they hide information in books, you know, that thing. Some of this information is out there, but it is, it is, it is camouflaged or it is hiding behind something else. Keith Oberman, I uh-huh. much respect to that man, but Keith Oberman has been hitting him hard because even the way he went in on Rachel Maddow, the way he went at Lawrence O'Donnell. And he's the one, he was, and he's the one that gave he's the one that gave her start too. And that's, right. that's he did. his point. That was his point. He said he gave Rachel a start. Alex Wagner came on there because of him. Chris Hayes. They, some of them worked for Keith Oberman. And when Keith Oberman was out for a little while um, and Lawrence O'Donnell kind of subbed in for him, behind Keith Oberman's back, he was lobbying to take over Keith Oberman's job. 
Lawrence O'Donnell was. So what happened mm-hmm. is that when they gave Lawrence a sew, he tried to go to Keith Overman's staff and got four of his staff members to come over to Lawrence O'Donnell's show. So when one of his staff mm-hmm. members called him, former staff members, and said, because they, they turned their back on Keith Overman, <laughs> she said, no matter how mad you are to me, I have not been punished more than working with, Keith, uh, working with Lawrence O'Donnell. He was that bad for her that you don't even have to be mad at me. He took care of my, you know, my uh, retribution. <laughs> like, that, like, and he goes off because he, what he's saying is that that is a game. It is like watching Ari. Like, you know, just because he can recite a couple of rap lyrics, he's doing what Clinton did. He's deceiving you. He's having black people on his show and all this and that. That dude is not looking out for the benefit, and you should not be taking the lead from people who are masking themselves around black people. It is really cool to be around black people. I love them too, right? But at the same time, (laughs) we need to to see the difference. Now, we're four minutes out before the end of the show. I wanted to um, – I was able to pull this clip down that Jerome was talking about. Let me go around the room here real quick, get everybody's final thoughts. Let me give you about 20 seconds or so. So I want to play this clip before we get out of here. So, Vanessa, real quick, final thoughts before we, uh, uh, you know, pass the baton over to Jerome and okay. uh, his show. You know what? All yes. I want to say is I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to have you guys' friendship. I love y'all. I miss not talking to y'all. Unless I got to call and ask you something later and just have a blessed week. And I'm just so glad to be back on the air with you guys. I really am. Have a great week. I'm to draw you Sunday morning. I see you, girl. My back. Love you. Love you. All right, you too. I'm trying to get final thoughts from y'all. Tell you what, folks. We're back. Thank you. Play this Keith Overman clip, and that's going to run us into the next show. So we'll just yes, sir. Uh, we want you know we want the live audience to listen hear this, and then as we make the transition, trying to meet the little basis. So here's Keith Overman on firing a ticket off, and exactly what Jerome said, you know, burn the other people. Online radio at its best. On the Friday before an election crucial to the safeguarding of democracy in this nation, MSNBC fired its most outspoken and most probably its bravest host because Fox News complained about her. Where is the statement of protest about the firing of Tiffany Cross from Lawrence O'Donnell? Where is the anger from Chris Hayes? Where is the condemnation of a woman's voice silenced from Alex Wagner? Where is the threat to walk out, to boycott, to quit, to stand on principle from Rachel Maddow? Whatever happens in the voting tomorrow, remember at all times that you and I do not have a true friend or an ally at MSNBC, at CNN, at CBS... At ABC, we have television performers who will make sure they are seen in the easy fights, but when it is bad, who will draw a line and fight and protect one thing and one thing alone, their paychecks. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. Pledge allegiance. 
you want me to take you out? Of the United States of America. Happy New Year to you and yours, folks, and it is time for the very first edition of 2023 on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome. It's free Jerome, man. We had to give you that lead in going into your show, man. Feliz Navidad and Happy New Year, my brother. Oh, thank you very much. Hey, you know, I was going to say, I know I brought it up, and I didn't mean to go that long because I could have talked that on this show. That's my bad for taking up the show with No, no, it's not your bad. That's good stuff. Glad you played it. So, you know, you this time I, I did, yeah, I, I did cover, get a little bit of major, um, you know, major laws that go into effect. But before I do that, I need to ask you, how was New Year's? Because you didn't do a New Year's show for the second year in a row. So I just need to ask how that was. Oh, <laughs> no, he did, did not. Oh, you told me somebody I, hating. Hey, oh, my I'm God. Not, did you see how you did that? No. Oh, ouch. That was bad. Wow. That was the truth. Was it was the truth. You know what? You, you, you're a sucker, man. You're just a sucker. You're just a sucker. Ooh, I almost called him the N-word. Ooh. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Let me pray. Let me pray. Let me pray. Go ahead, sucker. Go ahead. Let me pray. You can mute him on this show. I know he can unmute himself, but just Oh, you know what? You two niggas, I'm going to tell you what. I'm in protest. I'm leaving because of you two Negroes you know I'm in protest for Lee's you know Sarinara and like Richard Pond said look at look at like, 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 I want to say yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like Richard Pond said in Which Way Is Up and bye bye and kiss my ass too bye boom Selma 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 no President Biden 
actually gave them um, just kind of recognition for the work that they put in. And I think it was um, Michigan's governor who, who those fools tried to kidnap. You know, mm-hmm. The again, are going to act like they didn't see nothing. Isn't that mm-hmm. weird that uh, people can literally say look the other way when they know that they tried to do all of this stuff and disrupt and overthrow the government, and then now they're going to try to run the government. Well, they're exactly. not trying to run it. Yeah, they're literally trying to break it. I'm, no. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this, Jerome, because I'm thinking to myself, these people are going to destroy this country. And, yeah. and when, they, when that dead ceiling, when that dead ceiling vote comes up, I want all the people that voted for the Republicans to know what these people are doing to your country. I want you to know that. Yeah. You know, I, I think that what they're doing is they're solidifying the fact that Republicans are not responsible. Mm-hmm. So, but we have to kind of still think of them as colonizers because what happens is that people actually still believe that all of that conservatism, conservatism when it comes down to it, is better for everybody. Because they don't want anybody to have power. It's like conquering the land that people already lived in, live in and saying, oh, it's our country now. Right? Like, so that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a mentality issue. So there's a segment mm-hmm. of people in this country who have no sense of fairness and, and, um, and honor or ethics amongst them and they are proud of it. Of course. They're absolutely proud of it. So when I watched those guys stand up when they were doing, I watched the, quite a bit of the nomination of the speaker stuff and watched them just sit there and lie and just kind of point the finger. And I was like, geez, they can put all of that stuff on the record, but you cannot prosecute them for lying when they're in Congress. Exactly. That's the that They existed yeah, themselves. <laughs> what it was. I was I was I was laughing when that guy went after Matt Gates. I was I was cracking up, man. I was I, I my side was hurting. I was like, whoop his ass. Whoop his ass. <laughs> right. So so Matt Gates is one of those dudes who you know, that whole allegations with underage girls thing, the guy who was with him gets prosecuted but they still won't prosecute Matt Gates. So how can they not mm-hmm. prosecute the other guy when both of them was there with the underage girl and she admitted that right. he was there. Right. That's all I'm saying. And people are taking him serious. So they're going to get up and do investigations and be like, Hunter Biden. Hunter Hunter Biden is not in a political office. Right. That's what they're going to go after. Right. That's going to be that thing. Hunter Biden did. What they're doing is setting precedent for going after private citizens. Because he has no, there's no reason to go after him. That's like randomly selecting somebody and then saying, um, because uh, Republicans are stupid this way. They think that saying something about Biden's son is going to make people not like Biden. <laughs> so all they're doing is trying to destroy legacy. It's what they did right. when Trump got in office and got rid of Obama stuff. And, and Biden put his own stuff in, but he didn't put it in under the new Obama Act. Like He didn't do anything to restore Obama's legacy at the federal government level. That's why I said all of that stuff works together, right? So that's problematic because even Biden, um, and it took him a long time to get at least a little bit progressive, but everybody gets more progressive as the older they get, right? 
you want to you want to go to heaven too, right? So now you want to be there. Yeah, so yeah, that's not a that's not a thing. So, um, you know, in in um, good news, right? Like so, when we start talking about you know the country and um, general news, you know, the average pay raise hits five point five percent for those who are switching jobs and getting 7.7%. And they're saying that having higher wages is pushing up inflation. But, <laughs> and, and they're, but right, and then they're, they're saying full employment, because the unemployment rate went down, that's pushing up inflation. Now, mm-hmm. isn't that maddening, right? So when people are yeah. working, they're like, we have they're to raise pushing. prices. Mm-hmm. And now that people are working, since everybody has money, they're like, we have to raise prices. It's a game. I, I was listening to our analyst talk, and he said that the way that it works is that the more people are unemployed, the better the, the inflation rate is. And I'm thinking to myself, why would that work? He said, because you need so many people unemployed to affect the inflation rate. I was like, okay, that makes no sense at all to me whatsoever. But, hey... Yeah, I can let me make that make sense. What what they're saying is that people who are investing, it is um, Vegas. So the markets are dictating inflation, not what's actually going on on the ground. So mm. it's like, oh, investors don't want to invest because of this. It's like gas prices going up. Oil companies have had record profits, record profits, and yes. um, gas prices are high as heck. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't sacrifice any of their profit. They just kept raising oil prices when they didn't have to. There was no shortage of oil. Mm-hmm. They were playing the market. So to oil speculation raised the prices of gas, which gave the people who were producing gas more money. And then when they mm-hmm. lose, when they, when that goes down, they're like, oh, we're going to have to lay off all these people because we're not making mm-hmm. the profits that we projected. They will make it make sense for them, regardless if it hurts people if it hurts the, the consumers, that's why that's a joke. That is um, when I hear people talk about, you know, currency and how that affects, we make money out of thin air. Mm-hmm. And the people who are speculating that are determining what the prices are. So, again, during the Obama um, presidency, his era, Obama um, administration told those guys, if you are oil speculating and you raise those prices, we are prosecuting. And so the oil <laughs> speculation didn't really happen after Obama's, like, second year. And so infl- inflation did not go up because they, they feared, you know, um, people in Washington, they don't like going to jail. That's why they would jump out of the window. <laughs> they don't like going to jail. <laughs> so if you say you do something illegal, we're sending your butt to jail. They, they calm their inflation and trying to pad their pockets. But right now, they, they use any excuse. The average pay went up, mm. so inflation's coming. Um, too many workers. Now inflation's up. And remember when people were complaining, we can't find people to work in restaurants and all of that nonsense? It's like, yeah, they're getting better paid jobs, so you can't just go there and treat them like dirt. Who wants to be Who wants to be in a job where you're treating people bad? Really? Yeah. So. Really? Um, you know, the CDC um, is considering testing sewage from airplanes to track new COVID variants um, entering the U.S. and fears of China's devastating outbreak. 
Um, experts believe the move would give the U.S. a better idea on how COVID is mutating from Beijing. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to work, but I think that, um, um, you know, we should be doing something, but I'm not sure if, you know, I think we have the highest, what's the word I'm looking for? We have the, um, the toughest restrictions against China for people coming into this country. And we should mm. if they're bringing viruses here. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. Uh, now, the USDA has approved its first ever vaccine for honeybees. Now, this makes me nervous. But it makes them immune to a deadly bacteria that's only um, contained by burning um, beehives. So when they get that virus, they just burn the beehives. So they're saying they greenlit this first vaccine for honeybees in an effort to save insects from um, the spore-forming bacteria that was, um, like I said, was only contained by burning um, beehives. Now, again, we like to play God too much. We know that we inject them with something. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bite us in the butt when they pollinate a flower <laughs> if somebody goes to get teeth. Like, really? Oh, it's that stuff that we gave honeybees. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. Now, the U.S. has become the first country in the world to officially hit 100 million COVID cases. Ooh. Yep. Wow. Now, the funny, funny thing is that China su- uh, suffered 250 uh, million last month alone. That's a lot of people to get COVID. Now, so the latest wow. data um, is, comes from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, shows an accumulative U.S. case surpassed uh, nine figures on December 21st. So on, this, on the hmm. winter solstice, we hit 100 million cases of COVID. Jesus. Yep. So this is why, you know, they're saying the U.S. is quietly extending its COVID vaccination entry um, requirements for travel until April 10th, making the U.S. the first, um, making um, U.S. an international outlier. Like all the other countries are not doing this, so the TSA has quietly extended that requirement, which was due to expire this weekend. But they moved it to April 10th, which means that all yeah. non-U.S. citizens will have to prove that they've had a recent, um, that they received at least two vaccine doses. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they had you had to do it because that that stuff is spreading, and we in America don't like to wear masks. <laughs> so we don't yeah, like that's for sure. Hey, so you got to do something if you not if you if you can't control your citizens to not spread it. Um, now Alabama has become the latest state to allow people to carry concealed handguns without a permit and requires a background <laughs> that requires a background check. So here's <laughs> our new laws segment. Here's what I got for new laws so far. So the new state law took effect on New Year's Day, ended the requirement for lawful gun owners to carry um, to get a permit to carry a concealed handgun in public. Um, <clears throat> a person can still choose to get a permit if they want to. So according to the U.S. Concealed and Carry Association, didn't know existed, um, including Alabama, there are now 26 U.S. states that allow mm-hmm. uh, permit this carry conceal. Yeah. So I knew I knew. And Indiana's one of them. Indiana's yes, one sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. I, mm-hmm. I'll even run that down for you. It's Georgia, 
Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Ohio, Indiana, Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas, Utah, Arizona, Arkansas, um, Alaska, West Virginia, Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. So if you are carrying a weapon, how interstate laws work, you better tell whoever pulled you over that you were going to one of those states that do not require it because interstate yeah. law allows you to pass through a state. But if they find out that you're going to a state that has handgun laws, then they can um, you can get arrested for that. Just tell them you're going and to. You and when you go through those states, what you need to do is not have you got to have the the clip in one area. So you got to go, or, or the bullets in one area and a gun in another area of your vehicle. Yeah, you can't have them. So, you can't have them together. Yeah, yeah. So New York State is like that. You cannot, if you have a clip in the trunk and the gun in the glove compartment, that's perfectly fine. But you cannot have them both in the same place. Right. Now, now for Alabama, though, they said an officer, an officer with a reasonable suspicion that a person is about to engage in criminal conduct can temporarily take your handgun, run it through the database, and see if the gun was stolen. That's it, and they have to give the gun back. No, they can't take it and confiscate it, but they have to just run it through a database. They'll give it back. They're they're supposed to anyway. Now, Maryland and Missouri are slated to roll out their new rules and regulations for legalized recreational marijuana for adults over twenty one. I must say that. So so as of January first, twenty one states and now the District of Columbia offers adult residents uh, legalized recreational marijuana and medicinal marijuana. Um, in the words of uh, Nate Dogg, <laughs> give it to me, Elias. Smoke weed every day. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew I was going to need that because there's another story that we need to talk about because we're going to need that again. All right, now, California becomes the first state to restrict um, the use of rap lyrics in criminal investigations. Isn't that a, now, you mm-hmm. think that was a weird law? But under the law, a judge will have to determine the admissibility of lyrics in question as evidence and whether they can be directly leaked, uh, um, linked to an alleged crime. So what they were doing is arresting people and saying, oh, yeah, he was listening to this song by Ice Cube, and that influenced them. So they could bias the jury. I know. That's what they used to do back in the days when they were just going after anybody in urban areas saying that, hey, you was listening to the Ice T's and or Ice or NWA's after police or something, so you don't like police officers. No, that's a banging that's a banging song right there. <laughs> like you can just like the song. Right. You know? Wow. You know, it's I'm done funny, with that though, man. So if, you you kill, if you killed your if you killed your animal or your dog and slapped your girlfriend you could say that about country music too, but they never did that, did they? Oh my gosh, we we can go back on this. You can go back mm-hmm. to Talking Head Psycho Killer, right? That, if you were singing that song, whether you're in a bar, you know, singing that song, you'd be like, "Hey, he killed somebody because Talking Head song told him to do it." So yeah, but they they only use that for rap. I'm telling you, there's some laws that they only, you know. Um, mm you know, target black folks on. So there you have it. 
Now, several states will have new regulations that will expunge the records of former felons who don't commit any crimes after they are released from prison. So under Michigan's new um, new rules, up to two felony convictions will automatically be expunged after two after 10 years um, after the person's sentence is completed if they don't um, commit another crime. That's way too long anyway, but anyway. There are several exceptions, including felonies that involve sex crimes and felonies for domestic violence. I, I don't know. I, I, I can go a long way with this, but since there's no women on the program, I think our argument <laughs> is going to going to receive but fan mail for that one. So I'm going to let that one slide, but I still think it's wrong. Mm. California will yeah. allow people fel- with violent felony records to petition to have their records sealed to complete their sentence and have not had any new felony offenses in over four years. Oh. Yeah. Uh, California also has a new law that requires employers to have over who have over 100 employees to submit an annual report to California's Civil Rights Department that include their organization's pay data, um, the number of employees by race, ethnicity, and sex for 10 specific job categories, and the mean uh, hourly rate and summaries of their earnings. Now, I don't know what that's for, but something probably happened in California. Mm-hmm. You have over employees. Um, I don't know if you can regulate somebody from discriminating, but hell, that's a you know some people will pay that fine, but most companies, you know, still act like general society. And if the, that society is has a bias, your company's probably having a bias too. They're just people mm-hmm. who live in that same society. Um, now the transportation. Um, security administration officials kept busy last year by uncovering several prohibited items in travelers' luggage, which include firearms um, hidden in raw chicken and scrunchies filled with drugs. <laughs> now, every time I see this, every year when they do this, they show all of these um, ways that people are smuggling stuff, and I don't know how stupid people are, but if you're going to check something, just check it in your luggage. But they're, they're putting it on the plane. Now, the agency created a social media video sharing their top ten wildest catches of the year uh, from TSA agents. Um, And so they said they had scrunchies and noticed that money and drugs was inside. They had crutches, you know, people coming with actual crutches that had money rolled up inside of the metal crutches. And, yeah, they had inactive hand grenades. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe they're a collector or something. Um, cattle prods inside of a garage, inside of a guitar case. They had a gun inside of a PlayStation and a laptop with a knife inside. Now, I don't, look, man, you could take your gun on a plane as long as you check it and let them know that you're traveling yeah. with your pistol. And it's like it's like a lockbox. So yeah, right. you could travel like and, that. Don't have you, you can you don't have to check um, like you said about having it in a in a car, long as you don't have mm-hmm. it loaded, right? Mm-hmm. So you had some right. ammunition someplace else, but yeah, you can't carry that stuff on a plane. Right. Now there was one um, at an airport where somebody had hidden um, a gun in an arm sling. What? Now, okay, now here here's the. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, 
I actually know the person who that was. Wow. <laughs> and it made that list, and I was like, when I found out, I was like, oh, my God, when it hit the news. But, yeah, that guy was a politician. Mm. The guy was a politician. But he hid, uh, and he said his excuse was, oh, I forgot I had it on me. He had it in yeah. a sling, like his arm was <laughs> Wow. He's oh, my bad. I forgot. Mm. No, they had partially in- empty bottles of peanut butter with a gun and ammunition hidden inside of peanut butter. They had a gun hidden in raw chicken and drugs inside candy, like sweet tarts and Skittles. So they had the wrappers, they opened it up, put drugs and stuff in there, and then sealed it back. I don't know why they didn't mm. think people um I don't know why they didn't mm. think they was going to get x-rayed for that. But really? they had it inside Skittles. I guess they don't usually yeah. check your pocket, so it shouldn't... No. That yeah. So. Yeah. They're like those. Those are some odd shaped skittles. <laughs> like, <laughs> <this is> weird. <laughs> wow. All right. So, all right. Now, Tesla. You know, I I should have um, did a whole commentary like Keith Oberman about um, you know Elon Musk because that dude is crazy. You want to talk about yes, somebody? Yes, he is. Yo, that guy is not smart for one. And we have a habit in this country by thinking that rich people are smart. He is not smart and innovative. He's a big kid with a checkbook. So yeah. when he gets mad at you, he's going at you. That's why with that whole thing, he bought Twitter, um, and he was bluffing, but they made him go through with the purchase. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did that just to free up conservative people to say whatever the heck they wanted because it's a private company. So that's how rich people use their money, just to influence to do their own will, do whatever they want. So Tesla mm-hmm. unloaded a record number of cars this year, um, according to new data from the company, um, despite its recent um, reductions of the company's market value. So they lost a lot of market share. So according to yes. the delivery numbers released, the company de- delivered uh, 1.3 million cars last year more than 40% increase from the year prior, but the company's quarterly release so that they had, um, despite having an overall successful year, they underperformed and their stock value went down. And you know why their stock value went down? Because Musk is crazy. Yeah, because, man, look, I got, like, and I, I bought a certain amount of Tesla, and when they split and then they did another split, you know, I got triple the amount that I bought, right? But, right. my God, man, that stuff is, it, I, I think it was like almost 100 bucks now, and it was a almost $1,000 share stock. <laughs> it, is, it is unbelievable how bad that stuff is dropped, man. That, it's just his bad, he has a bad business. He's like Trump. That, and, you know, we yeah. didn't talk about Trump and his taxes that's been released. But it just oh, showed God, that his yeah. father's, from his father's estate, kept bailing him out. He probably, mm-hmm. they said he lost more money than any private citizen in the country that they've mm. ever recorded. That's how bad mm. of an investor he is. You know, he has these schemes and people assume that, you know, he's rich. And the fact is he holds a lot of debt. That's why so I not told cash- when I was- when me and Jay was arguing one time, I said, 
I don't think he wants to release his taxes because they, it's going to show that he is not as rich as he what, he, what everybody thinks he is. He's not a right. billionaire. You know? Right. And, Right, because yeah. those are estimates when they say that somebody's a billionaire. They're talking about assets mm-hmm. and, you know, potential value. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's not as... Yeah, I, I think yes, you're right. He was hiding that stuff because he didn't want people to know that he didn't have no money. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you know, German car maker um, BMW... No, I'm sorry, Mercedes-Benz. Reveal a plan for a $1.05 billion electric vehicle charging station. Like, they're going to do a network of 400 stations across North America by 2027. And Mm. that, my friend, is going to knock Tesla out of the box. Yeah. Because, you know, building 400 charging stations with more than um, 2,500, they said, high-powered plugs um, is going to... It's, it's going to change how the electric cars work because Tesla, from what I understand, that it costs something like when your battery finally dies in a Tesla, and I think they last less than 10 years, you're going to have to pay something like $10,000 for new batteries. Like, those cars are already expensive. So yeah. they're going to have to – I guess they're banking on coming up with new battery battery technology by then, in 10 years probably. Mm. But yeah, wow. Now, Sony – Sony and Honda unveiled, unveiled their new car, too. They have a electric car called the uh, Avila, is what it's called. And um, the car is expected to sell by 2025 and deliveries by spring 2026. Oh. Yep. Now, they wow. have a... Um, yeah, it seems like everybody is getting into the electric car market, so um, Tesla won't be the only one there. So when you talk about luxury cars... Somebody like uh, Mercedes and BMW releasing theirs, then Tesla. I don't know how they compare their technology because it's electric is nice, but I think BMW and, and Mercedes can probably knock them out of the box. They have the money and the resources and the technology. Um, I think Tesla was just the first to the market. So just like mm-hmm. Earthlink as an internet service provider, we don't know jack about Earthlink now or or Netscape. <laughs> internet browser they would first they right. were killing it they wouldn't be innovative at you know our AOL when you're not innovative then you just go by the wayside yeah and plus when you have a crazy CEO too people don't like you yeah I ordered the new Ford uh, F-150 Lightning and I can't yeah. get in it until 2025 man yeah those are nice it won't be it won't be in until 2025 man so man. here's what it is those are, those are nice. Now, aren't those are those partially electric? No, they are electric. The Ford Lightning oh, they is all electric. electric. Yeah. Yep, I thought so. I, I remember seeing them. And they look they look nice. I didn't know if they have they're fully electric and had like some gas reserve or something, vice versa. So, but yeah, those are nice. Mm-hmm. Now, they, there's a new um, weight loss shot by Eli Lilly. Is forecast to hit fifty billion dollars in sales, which will make it the best drug of all time. So it's sold under the brand name, um, I guess, is uh, Mojanharo or something. But it is expected to be approved by the Food and, Food and Drug Administration for weight loss within months. And so analysts expect the drug, which is 
believed to be better than its, um, you know, rival medications to make anywhere from $25, um, $25 to $48 billion a year in the U.S. Now, what, what company is this? This is Eli Lilly. Eli Lilly, okay, I'm about to see what their stocks are at right now. Yeah, yeah, you might want to check them out. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. Pfizer holds the record because of the COVID stuff, which it, it right. got like some like 30, $36.8 billion. But um, that 25 to $48 billion that Eli Lilly, because for weight loss, that's a big industry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's... Um, yeah, so um, Pfizer ranked number one with $36.8 billion in 2001. Um, that was more than doubled in the two, um, $20.7 billion set by um, AbbVie. I never heard of them, but it's a rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis drug. Um, but that's how much they made. So the arthritis drug, the COVID, and now the weight loss drug. And I think you, I think you get a shot like once a month or something. They they better put that in the pill because <laughs> that yeah, might not work. Right. Mm-hmm. Now now yeah. the Department of Justice has has ruled that the U.S. Postal Service can continue to mail abortion pills even in states that has outlawed abortion. So a top hmm. W uh, World Health Organization official said that the victory for women's rights. Um, was followed by the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade last summer, um, ended the 50-year of um, federal abortion protections. But you can order it. You cannot make it against the law for somebody to order something from another state. We're all still the United States, and it's one federal system. So interstate um, mail, you can order an abortion pill, even though, that you can't buy it from somebody inside of your stable for sale selling it to you. Mm. Wow. Now, now um, here's a study that I found a little interesting. They said um, drinking just one soda per day um, raises your risk of going bald in men by 60%, according <laughs> to Now, this is China. Wow. Because while while we've been on the show, I think I've had um, one um, glass of soda already. So <laughs> research that drink at least one sugary drink a day had 57% higher risk of suffering uh, male pattern baldness loss um, than those who rarely consume them. Now I just want to say this: that's China. I'm not going for that. <laughs> y'all, can, y'all can have that. It's a little bit different. I would like to believe that I'm, we we all still good over here. Mm. And and I want to remind you of Nate Dog too, which you should be doing daily. <laughs> like, Smoke weed every day, baby. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so um, they said people who um, um, who consume what is this? Oh wait, no. Okay, so I'll do the I'll do the bad news story first. Now, the number of children under six overdosing on marijuana edibles has soared by 1,000 percent since 2017, and they said it's because of the legalization in the U.S. So researchers are again warning about the dangers of legalized cannabis um, as more younger people are starting to eat those 
edibles. Now, here's, here's the problem, and, and then they end up, often end up in the hospital. The problem is, is that you can't have marijuana edibles looking like Skittles or Starburst or any of those <laughs> candies that kids Because I've seen them, and they, the packs are the same. They have edibles that look like um, potato Gummies. chips. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, y'all better... brownies. Yeah, they got all yep. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why the kids are having that problem is because you cannot do that. So apparently, um, I bet you they start to make a law that you can't do that. But I, mm. the reason that you would make edibles look like regular candy is so that people don't know that you that you have edibles. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they, they're not going to have packages with a big skull and cross <laughs> or a big uh, <laughs> marijuana leaf on them. They'll want to do that. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, so children are overdosing. So hide your edibles like you would hide your weed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we put in on this man in the words of Smokey. <laughs> like you can't, you know, have your kids in this. Uh, all right. So um, two thirds of economists at America's biggest banks predict a recession in 2023. Don't believe them, by the way. So warning signs include. Um, the dwindling pandemic savings and the decline in the housing market and the tightening of lending rules. So we're talking redlining. So the Wall Street Journal surveyed um, 23 primary um, dealers at, you know, large financial firms that do business directly with the Federal Reserve and found that a majority um, expect a recession. See, this is the problem with this country is that we plan our lives around negative stuff. It ain't even happened. It doesn't even look like it's going to happen, but it's like plan for it. And so, yeah, because that's yeah, we I've heard that, that recession. We're out of, we're, we're out of the woods for a recession. I've heard that. Yeah. I don't have many financial channels that I watch. Yep. I said we're well out of the woods for a recession. Yeah. Wow, you just and telling so, me that. I was like, wow. Okay. Right. And so, because that, that's, that's what news is, right? It sends you contradictory messages so that it's scaring you one way or another. But we're out of the woods for a recession. But when people speculate, like I said, Wall Street is gambling. So they are speculating, which is going to raise interest rates and then create inflation. They're like, well, we mm-hmm. should have a recession, so we're going to tighten our belts. But we have more people employed. We have more money. So remember when they would say right. people are not Christmas shopping because they don't have money, so prices are going to go up. Right? Mm-hmm. But when people have yeah. money in a Christmas shop, then they're like, prices are going to go up because now we're going to expect this to hit a bubble. They're mm-hmm. just guessing. That's all that, that's all that means, really. Now, mm-hmm. um, well-hydrated adults who drink water each day can slow down the aging process and develop fewer chronic health conditions, according to a new study. So researchers have found that drinking enough water each day may slow down aging. And I think it does because, you know, you get dehydrated. So the study of more than 11,000 um, people over 30 tracked their sodium levels in their blood, which increased uh, with dehydration. And drinking uh, eight glasses of water every day can prolong life up to 15 years and slash the risk of heart attack, stroke, and dementia, according to that study. Now, there are also mm. studies say that you shouldn't drink so much water, so take that for what it's worth. But you should be <laughs> hydrated. Make sure, mm-hmm. yeah, make sure you have some alkalinity in your water or, or mm-hmm. spring water, some with minerals. Yeah. 
and that would stop you from being dehydrated. You wouldn't have to drink too much water if you, um, if your body, ha- if you had more alkalinity in your um, diet. And so when you get thought, that thought is, is um, you know, I think the thought is, is, you know how thought will make you thirsty? <laughs> so yeah. said when you are dehydrated, more thought is present. So it's sucking, you know, water from your organs. So stay hydrated, people. All right, now, the Attorney General of the U.S. Virgin Islands has been fired by the territory's government days after filing a lawsuit accusing J.P. Morgan Chase of turning a blind eye to <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's sex crimes. Mm. Now, this is an interesting story. So the governor um, confirmed in a statement that he had um, relieved Denise George of her duties as governor um, without offering any details. So George has served as the territory's attorney general for four years and on Tuesday filed a massive lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase, accusing the bank of knowingly providing and pulling the levers through which Epstein's recruiters and victims were paid. So in November, George reached a settlement for more than $150 million in that sex trafficking case against the estate of Epstein which owns a private island in the Virgin Islands where he abused underage girls. So wow. the court filing, I know the court filing on Friday was um, responded to in a separate lawsuit, and J.P. Morgan states that they didn't participate in or benefit from sex trafficking from his former client. Um, so here's how this is going to go down. I'm thinking... The Epstein had something on the governor of the Virgin Islands. He was visiting that secret <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah. That's where, I, that's where I'm going with this. Because you know when powerful people start shutting down investigations of Epstein, you're like, was mm-hmm. your name in there? You know, it makes you wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, I meant to ask you this. Did you see um, that Angela Bassett's 16-year-old son, Slater Vance, uh, he yes. used to apologize. To Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. after receiving backlash for there's a TikTok trend of faking celebrity yeah. death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw that when I was like, that. yeah, because you could tell Angela was like she was pissed off, and so was Courtney B. Vance. He was like, dude, I can't believe. Okay, go, 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 and you could tell he had tears in his eyes when he uh, was apologizing. I'm so sorry, but yeah, okay, they they. They probably gave him a old-fashioned beat down, man. They probably whooped yeah. his ass. You know, even when I watched that, that whole trend in, in um, TikTok thing where people were telling folks that people died, their favorite actors, I would never think that black folks would do that. We play, we don't deal with death like that. Like, no. Like say that you can be like, oh, you got me. You don't play with somebody, especially when you know them, right? It ain't like they yeah. don't know Michael Jordan. So he yeah. thought it was funny, and um, he needed to get beat down. This yeah. is where I always mm-hmm. kind of feel like, you know, um, I think that everybody else can learn a lesson from black people. There's some things that we don't play with, and that boy probably got beat down. He's yeah. never going to tell you yeah. that he got beat down, but I bet you they beat him down for that. Yeah, I know they like mama just got done working with him. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? You know how we are as a society. It's like you shouldn't hit your kids and stuff. 
Whatever it is, that kid is 16, and he should know better. It's not yeah. going to scar him like he was 10 years old. They need, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that they, you know, however they handle it, they handle it. But this is serious. You don't do that. So he, he actually um, shared the apology, stated that I would like to sincerely po- apologize for taking part in such a harmful trend. Um, after he deleted the video, and he said, I apologize to Michael B. Jordan's family, his extended family, and Michael directly, as he is an idol of mine, and taking part in the trend um, like this is completely disrespectful. You should have known that mm-hmm. before you So I'm not, you know, extra hard on on him for doing that, but that's a stupid trend to go around telling yes. people that somebody passed, and they didn't. Yeah. When he, you can yeah. see the video when he did that. Uh, Angela Bess was like, "Oh my God, no, 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 no!" And and then he said, "Who's this joke, man?" And she, you, you had to like, "Man, I kick your ass." Right, <laughs> right. So you know, you don't do that to black folk, man. You don't. Yeah, you don't. You're right. You don't do it. it. It is like that trend of like jumping up, scaring people. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot it was a trend. Like, white folks would put on masks, and they would, like, go in communities, or especially around black people, and they would try to scare them like they were, like, um, Freddy Krueger or something. I'm and like, they get punched. Yep. And somebody pulled a gun on, on somebody, and they took off their mask, and they were apologizing. They Lucky you still didn't get shot anyway. There are things Gross. that you don't do. Right? No. You don't run up on them. Now, Los Angeles County um, paid... Um, $20 million to buy back that um, prime beach real estate. Beach uh, yeah. Yeah. Remember the descendants of that black comp- couple who land was forced taken from yep. them? Yeah. So in July, yeah, in the July ceremony, Anthony Bute, uh, Bruce was handed the deed to Bruce Beach, about 20 miles south of Los Angeles, where his great-great-grandparents, Willa and Charles Bruce, bought uh, Manhattan Beach plot in 1912 and and mm-hmm. had it improperly seized in, in 1924 um, because of racist, a racist pressure campaign. And um, mm-hmm. the family got it, and they just sold it back to them for $20 million. Mm. I'm surprised if they didn't didn't develop it or do anything. I can't. I ain't in their business. They could do what they want to. But I get it. I'm surprised. I'd have gotten them for $100 million. You know that's right. LA. I, yep, I, I'd have been holding out and be like, "Yeah, we're about to do mm-hmm. a new Raiders film up in this piece right in front of the beach." <laughs> <laughs> I would box seats at the Laker game. I would have threw in everything up in that piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, twenty billion dollars is not all that it's cracked up to be. You're gonna need a little bit. Yeah. You're gonna have to give me a little bit more than that for that piece. Yeah, man. Yeah, but hell, that's what they spent on one house at the beach front. Yeah. Now I'm not sure that they didn't. Um, they didn't give them the option. That I think they had to when they gave them the land back. They had to offer it to the city first before any private developer. Okay. I think that's what they did. Mm. So. Yeah. Had it been a bidding yeah. war, it was me. The I know that's right. I like, what y'all offering? So L.A. Mm-hmm. County bought it. All right. Now, a former Louisiana sheriff deputy, and he was a former SWAT commander, 
will spend the rest of his life. I should have played black or white on this one. He's going to spend the rest of his life in prison and was sentenced to 100 years after pleading guilty to a slew of sex, sex crimes on Tuesday. Now, one of the 150 crimes included mingling harmful substances. Now, his wife is a teacher, right, at West Side Junior High School. And um, she was arrested, too, because she brought a cake into school for the kids, and he put something in it. And she knew he did it. Oh, did she? Oh, she knew he did it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think she knew. She was sentenced to 41 years in prison for her role in the crime, in the crime which included yeah. producing child pornography. And as a part of her sentence, she agreed to testify against her husband. White folk. Yeah. 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 White folk. Yeah. yeah. Now, now here, here's white folks' thing. Now, this is the interesting thing. Here's his statement. He said, I just want to make a statement. Um, Jesus Christ has forgiven me. I don't know how he found that out. And he said, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> I hope and pray <laughs> that anybody that um, this affected will also find forgiveness and healing through Jesus. What if I'm? Mm. What if I don't want the healing through Jesus? You, uh, really? They had sex crime against children, and they they act like they could just walk away from that with just a general statement. Playing on religion is what <laughs> folks do. It's like you know, mm. Jesus forgave me. It's like, how do we know that? Until Jesus comes <laughs> to me and tells me that, I, I ain't believe in you. Really? <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a woman who pretended to be Native American is branded the worst colonizer and and a financial drain by an art collective who um, paid her $750 a week. And um, the scam didn't work. But this woman, Kay LeClaire, who's 28, made a name for herself in Wisconsin Native community by becoming a resident at the West, um, University of Wisconsin in Madison and created a Native American art collective. So she's dressing like a Native and all of this. And then they showed her high school picture, and she is really white. <laughs> so she's a, she's a Rachel or whatever. And Dallas, yeah, Rachel. Dallas, yeah. 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 Wow. So, so that is still going on in the world where people feel like, all right, you know what? I'm going to pretend, again, it's like people who hang around black folks until it's convenient, until it's inconvenient. And they're like, okay, I ain't with you no more. Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to slip that in. I meant that as black, blatantly disrespectful Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake or Timberfake, as we call him in some circles. <laughs> now, um, this woman, um, Kamala Moore, said that her task force found that California's redlining housing pro- um, practices targeted black people between 1933 and 77 and has a direct effect on today's homeless community, right? So her mm. organization has um, totaled a payout for black residents that would total about a million dollars per person in reparations. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so she noted that. I'm great for that. Yeah, no doubt that she prepared, like, her final recommendations in there, weighing in how to um, help people that will need that money. Um, 
and they said most of the panel argues that the payments would go into boost the economy. Um, so the task force will present their final recommendations on July 1st. But that is, I think they owe black folks more than that. But you can start off with that across the board. Yeah. Give black residents a million dollars. I'm with that. Yeah, because they said that the, um, the panel, which dubbed the housing discrimination as one of five state-sanctioned atrocities against black people, recommended that California pay up to 223000 um, $223, to each black resident um, initially. I know in Evanston, Illinois, they, they gave reparations for houses there. So, yeah, you know, because you can prove housing discrimination easier than anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. So, th- yeah, they should pay reparations. And I think it could be from federal government. You're talking, what, 100, no, nah, not even 100 billion, probably about 50 billion, which they throw away on government contractors and say we can't find the money. You could take $100 right. billion dollars and refund black folks $500,000 in their taxes. Yeah, like you can literally just dump it back to them, but mm-hmm. you know, white folks, there's going to be like you know, all the black, all the white folks who cannot, uh, who can't stand black people will be like, I got black people in my family, <laughs> like they will, yeah, they will, really, yeah, you know, because you can't even have a free lunch without people going around acting as if um, I need to eat a free lunch when you can afford to have, you know, buy your own lunch, you would go eat for free because other people get to eat for free. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you know who don't do that? Black folks. Because, yeah. you know, we don't, first of all, don't really like mass-made food like that, mm-hmm. um, or institution food. But more importantly, um, why would you eat that square cheese pizza with a block of cheese just because you can? <laughs> <laughs> like, I really? that. You know? Like, they don't do that. Mm. Now, now, get this. They have a... Um, there's a new system, a carpool karaoke system that lets your car speakers, that turns your car speakers to a microphone. Like it links them, and it has um, a choice of 100,000 songs to sing along with on road trips. And so at this consumer electronics show in Las Vegas, uh, a company has re- announced that system that um, will help you turn your car into karaoke like that, um, what's the name? in with that carpool karaoke mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Right. Somebody thought that, somebody thinks that that's a good idea. No so thanks. you're going to have all these accidents from people being a little extra in their carpool, car- <laughs> carpool karaoke. <laughs> really? That is not going to be a good day. Uh, no with, with, uh, when that happens, everybody's just singing along. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a a Steve Harvey joke when um yeah. out of comedy. Whenever yeah. you pull up next to somebody and they and they're bobbing, you trying to figure out what state yeah. they listen to. Exactly. <laughs> that is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> we, hey, I might as well party with you too. I'm like, what they listening to? Mm-hmm. I, I have okay, I have to confess this. I have um pulled up next to someone who had their music up. And whatever they were playing was banging so much, I turned my music down and was like, what's that? Listening, <laughs> yeah. I have definitely done that. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's, <laughs> I can, I can mm-hmm. let that ride for a minute. Oh, God, so, yeah, I've done the same thing. 
<laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I wasn't even going to try to find it. They was playing theirs loud enough for me um, to do that. Right. Now, now uh, the CEO of a shipbuilding company in Hawaii was arrested and attempted to free, free, flee the island, right? He gets on his boat, leaves, and he defrauded investors for, like, almost $30 million, right? He sold Ooh. the business, and uh, he takes out the sea. So he had problems with his boat, and he was facing, like, federal charges for security fraud, mail fraud, wire fraud. Um, and then after a warrant was issued, uh, he jumped on his boat and left. He had problems, comes back, gets his boat fixed, leaves, and then the Coast Guard found him at 2 in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he fixed the problem and tried to get out for the second time, and he was eventually arrested. But he defrauded for, um, like, $30 million and then um, fled the uh, – and then sold the company. Damn. Again, I don't know what the <laughs> – know what to say about that. Kind of like that cryptocurrency guy. He got up a video. You know, right. He's like, I, I'm, not, I'm not done that wrong. But you got people for billions of dollars, man. Just admit it and move on. You know? Yeah. Just leave it alone, player. Yep. Now, um, you know, Disneyland, it, you know, if you want to go to Disney, they got a new, um, they're selling drinks now. Disneyland sells a $185 bottle of Remy Martin. I'm sorry. $185 Remy Martin shot served in a oh. tiny waffle cup. It's $185 for a shot of Remy okay. Martin. Now, yeah. now, they said it's nearly the same price as an entry as a ticket to enter the park. But the 100 I'm not doing this. This is not an information for Disneyland, by the way. So they said the $185 chocolate waffle shot is offered at the Grand California Hotel and Spa. Um, price tag features a taste of the $4,000 bottle of Remy Martin. Um, it's a Grand Champagne Cognac. Yeah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, the Nate Dog. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Man, it ain't worth it. Nah. <laughs> Man. Mm-hmm. So for those people who have that kind of money to waste, uh, you can go to uh Disneyland and um and um, you know, have fun. It's not Canada when it's putting on stuff like that, man. Yeah, that just seems weird, like that you would literally throw away money I don't know. They, you would literally yeah. throw away money for, like, something. So you're going to get drunk and not remember anything. What do you, right. I mean, $185. Ah, wow. But I didn't know it cost $185 to get into the doggone park. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, it's expensive to get an Amazon store. Yeah. So that, that, was a, that was the biggest red flag to me. I'm like, how much? You know. <laughs> now, okay, so... Mm. Since since we were gone, I know we only have a few minutes left in the show. I'm gonna, uh, I matter of fact, nope, I'm not gonna end it on this. We're gonna because we're gonna talk about this later. The the woman who was um, who was sentenced for the Nazi, she was like a secretary at a Nazi camp. They were saying that um, the inmates were forced to eat each other. I mean, the, the people in the Nazi prison camps 
they force the, the people to eat each other to survive. What? We talked about that a little bit later. Yeah. You know, Nazi prison camps, they were forced to eat the other people who died. Mm. We want to talk about humanity and how sick humanity is. When people think about the Holocaust and all these other things, we need to go back to how people humanity is. Because mm. they force people to do some really, you know, nasty, nasty stuff. So, anyway, we won't, wow. I won't, I won't hinder on that. Uh, mm. Super, but I, we we are going to talk about that because there's a story around that. So we'll talk about that next time. Um, you know, I did didn't mention that early in December. You know, Marvin Gaye's wife that um, passed away too, Janice Hunter. Really, which age sixty six? What was her name? It was um, um, Janet Hunter Gay. It's Nona Gay, Nona Gay's mom. Really? Yep. Wow. So, yeah, she said that her mom worked tirelessly to, you know, to preserve Marvin Gay's legacy after his death, and um, she passed. So I wanted to definitely recognize that. I read her book, man. That book was awesome, man. I, I, was it? I read that book in two days, man. I couldn't put it down. It was just that awesome. Yeah. Man. Okay. All right. So condolences to the gay family, you know. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes, sir. All right. So we'll we'll have more next week. I know we're coming up on it if we didn't get close to it already. Yeah, we're there. Okay. All right. Well, we'll check you again next week. He's out. All right, brother. We'll see you next week. All right. Next week. All right. All right.